0: welcome to the 360th episode of the so video games podcast where we talk about any game at all including new stuff old stuff and anything in between if we are playing it we'll be talking about it today we are recording on october 29th 2023 my name is brad galloway i am the editor of GameCritics.com. And I'm also fifty percent of this here show with me is the man who's feeling the spoopy, Carlos Rodella.
1: You okay? No, I was—I had a, something in my throat. It was a frog in my say, get, get some water mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, be hold okay. on. Let me drink it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, what I meant to say is like, yeah, it's it's Halloween time.
0: It's Halloween time. We are two days before Halloween. Uh, you got a costume?
1: No. Where am I gonna wear it to? I don't know, your house on your couch? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Just that the saddest image ever. Me dressed as Dracula, just sitting at my desk doing normal things.
0: I mean, even some small celebration might be something fun. Let me tell you what we're doing at my house. Yeah, what are you doing? Um, We like Halloween in general, uh, but we haven't really celebrated for a while. I mean, you know, COVID and everything. And I think this year we're kind of going to get back in the swing of things safely, of course. Um, But my son is 14, and I think that he just needs to kind of calibrate his expectations, right? Because he's like, Dad... I want to be like one of those people that scares people on Halloween, like when they come to your door and just, you know, to give you context, we watch like America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, mm-hmm. and there's always a Halloween videos of like a guy dressed like the Grim Reaper sitting in a chair by his front door. And when the kids come up to get candy, he likes he jump scares them. Right. Oh, yeah. And so my, my son thinks that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. And so he's like, OK, I'm going to get a Grim Reaper costume and the eyes are going to glow. And I'm going to hang out there and it's going to be dark. I'm going to jump out. It's going to scare the shit out of people. And I'm like, bro, what happens in those videos? They get punched in the face. Yeah, they oh. all get punched in the face, dude. <laughs> like, you f- fucking, like, it's okay to be spooky, but, like, he thinks he's going to, like, hide and, like, like literally, like, ambush people and just, oh. like, scream and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 bro. Yeah, that's not dial smart. Dial it back. Like, yeah. we, you know, a little creep or a, a, a boo or something, but you're going to get popped or, like, someone's going to get mad at you because you scared the shit out of the kids. So we're going to work on expectations. Um, but we are going to celebrate this year. He's got this really cool Reaper costume. The eyes do glow, which is neat. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you know.
1: but by the way, he could just literally be on the step or the stoop or whatever, right? Yeah. Or by the door. Yeah. And exactly. And glowing eyes. That's creepy as hell. Like, you yeah. know, that's, that's good. Kind of,
0: yes. We're going to work on it. I'm like, just be up there and don't move. Practice your statue powers. And then you can move your hand and like a kid will jump at that. That's that's enough, right? You don't need to like yeah. jump out of the darkness and like, uh, yeah. We're, uh, anyway. Parenting is tough,
1: dude. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but you're doing a good job. And yeah, Thank you. I I remember um I just had a Halloween memory. I thought we could actually talk about those now that yeah. I'm thinking about Halloween. And one year, uh I went out with my buddy and I remember it rained and it was a Halloween that rained like downpour okay. raining. So everybody like scattered, went home, and me and him stayed out. And we got all the candy. Nice, because nice. everyone was home, and we just Nobody's kept just yeah cleaned up. huh? We cleaned house. We had like these uh, pillowcases just full. Ah, the pillowcases. The pillowcases. Done that many times. Yes, yeah. Yes. So I just remember that when I was thinking about being out there at Halloween. But yeah, I grew up, I grew up in upstate New York, where I feel like a Halloween, the actual movie was filmed. Like it's about. Oh, was, it? was it over there? I think I'm pretty sure. Um, we can double check that, but it's just if that vibe of like you know the the leaves changing. Fall and also like fall being a very long time, like all of October, you know, not like here in Seattle where it's like right, right, two right. weeks and then it's just winter. Um, and just the spookiness has always been a part of bringing my upbringing, you know, and I feel like, yeah, a lot of movies have been set there in the kind of North Northeast or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I just re- have very fond memories of Halloween, like pumpkin patches and um, what's it called? Haunted Hay Rides. Oh sure, oh, yeah. Sure. They they were like everywhere. Like we would always go get donuts and cider, and oh, pick yeah. pumpkins. Yep. Yep. yep, it was yep. just totally normal, you know. Like Charlie Brown cartoon, that was like our life. Like, you know, being out in the pumpkin patch and just
0: totally the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. You'd watch that every year. Yeah, yeah we did the same thing. We get a pumpkin, get a costume, go trick or treating. Uh, you know, and with my son. We'll always bring that to pumpkin patches as well. And we get the cider and the donuts and everything. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good, good, good.
1: Oh, stuff. by the way, just speaking of that, it is crazy because today I saw trick or treaters out, you know, and it was like daylight, right? Yeah.
0: All the cities are like bumping it back because no one wants to do Halloween during the week where it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. It is
1: lame. Be- and also, okay, I know you're a parent, so you're going to like not probably like this Uh-oh. sentence, but, you know, for me, Halloween's at night. Sure. And yeah, of course. like it's the ads, to the whole fucking thing. And if it's not like pitch black and you're like stumbling over shit, and you're scared by other like trick or treaters, like then that's not even Halloween. And it's not, even Halloween. Then it's not yeah. even Halloween. So yeah. I just feel like every I don't know how, when it started, but it's been daytime for people.
0: I, no, thing. I agree with you, dude. If it's we wait until dark, dude. Like we don't go out during the day. That's weird. Like we wait until it's dark, and we'll bring flashlights, and we'll see lots of other people on the street with flashlights. And you know, my son uh, will sometimes get together with some of his other friends because uh, we're all homeschoolers, and so the homeschool group will get a group together, and we'll go to like different neighborhoods, and we just like, yeah, it's dark, dude. When we go, we don't go during the day. And uh, I mean, but we have like older kids. I mean, if you got like a real tiny toddler, maybe that's a different story. But yeah, you know, yeah, my yeah. kid's fourteen, and we've been going at night ever since he was, you know, ever since he was old enough to manage the walk on his own you know yeah good yeah. well good you're, you're again you are a good parent then
1: i'm doing it you're right a good halloween parent
0: <laughs> all right man i say enough reminiscing let's get on with the show we got a shitload of stuff to talk about yeah, it's gonna we be sure a great do. show Holy good to be back by the way
1: yeah, it's good to be back. Because I also wanted to like say that I listened to most of the podcast last week, and definitely the beginning. And I called it the Sadcast.
0: You did. I was going to ask you about that. So why did you call it the Sadcast? Because that's not what I called it. But why did you call it that?
1: Well, a you had like little energy because you were tired. I, know I was that. so tired. Yeah, man. I was so tired. And then I guess I will bring this up. You know, you were like, you know, bummed about the reviews and stuff, and the, how people were like, we're yeah, trying to review bomb us. People suck. I just, I'm just here to be like. I don't want to call it the revenge cast or like <laughs> the I don't give a shit cast. But like fuck that, dude. Who cares? If anything, I'm doubling down on the Starfield thing. If you've if you have to be living under a rock uh on YouTube to not have seen like everybody and their mother come out and say like Starfield, just okay. Like yeah, every yeah. single buddy in the world, which is not a word. I just made it up. And so that's like us saying that at six point five seven, whatever, even eight. All that range is, like, a pretty good game, and that's what I said it was. So yeah. if anybody wants to – or did it in the past or want to do it now, review bomb away, motherfuckers. I don't give a <laughs> shit because it's common knowledge, you know? Like, it's deleted from my hard drive. I, I beat it twice. It's just okay. But yeah. I just don't think we need to be like, who cares about the review thing? Like, we we are so, like – we have our both uh, singular voices, you know? Sure. And I think that's what people tune into. So for Oh, yeah.
0: I know that we have listeners and we have fans and we have a good, really, really awesome group of folks that listen to us, which is really what gives us the energy to keep doing this week after week. Yeah. Um, it just was a bummer just because, you know, there's a lot of bad shit in the world already and just being reminded of the bad shit was just like, man, why do people got to be like this? Why are people so broken? But whatever. Well, we're doing the same show we're always doing. We're not going to change anything. So we're not. It's not going to affect
1: us in any way. It just was stupid. It is stupid. But the uh, the other asterisk is... I don't think anybody cares about reviews of podcasts. Like the only difference is be like if we're fighting another podcast in yeah. like I don't know a, a slot of like the top 10 or something, but we're not. You know, we're just doing yeah. our thing. So who cares? Whatever. All right. Whatever. <laughs>
0: All right, let's let's uh, let's get on to the main, not the main portion, so the, the opening portion of the show, the housekeeping. Yeah. Folks, let's start it off. Everyone knows that Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with mm-hmm. a strip of duct tape. What?
1: Mm-mm. We don't? We share a, a haunted house.
0: Oh, shit, that's right. We share Split a haunted down house. down the middle, middle with, with, a, a, with a, a,
1: a line of blood. Oh, I was going to say a line of blood. Okay, good. See, We're on the same I should have done. D- okay, yeah. Wait, We're do it, doing do, it, it do it. Do it, do it now. And now it's time for housekeeping, where Brad and I share a haunted house split down the middle with a pile of blood, trickles of blood, a whole line, and basically a river of blood. (laughs) Okay, river of blood is pretty good. Okay. Pile of blood, that's just
0: like scabs. I know, that's that's just in the middle. Okay.
1: There's a pile in the middle, and then there's more. And now we'll do the housekeeping. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right folks it's housekeeping we got a whole bunch of shit to talk about um carlos i'm gonna let you do most of the talking but let me just start off really quickly with one thing Mm -hmm. and then i'll turn it over to you so heads up i know that we talked about the crash cast earlier um so here's an update on my pc just for people who care oh yeah so my my pc my brand new pc which was really you know not like the best of the best but it was pretty good it died Um, Something was wrong with the motherboard, there was some kind of defect on it, and as I was working through many, 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 many phone calls with tech support, it died right in the middle of a call to tech support, and Jeez. so it's no good. i got to pack it up. i got to send it back. It's going to be weeks until I get it back in working shape. So what ended up happening was I'm actually on my son's laptop right now. I'm like, hey, son, I know he gave you this laptop, but now I'm taking it back. This is my laptop now. You can and do that as a parent. I can do that as a parent. And full disclosure, he's got a fancy-ass gaming rig that he has already, so he forgot he even owned the laptop. But anyway. Oh, okay. I took it back and it's sitting here. I have like 42,000 cords and USB cords like going from my monitor to the microphone to the laptop. It looks like I'm in the middle of like the fucking matrix over here. It's a joke. Um, But seems like we're back recording. Seems like things are fine. I'm back on Windows 10, which is way better than Windows 11. And I think we're okay for the time being. But the reason I say this is that, so number one, um, different setup for me. I'm still kind of like feeling my way through it. It's a little bit unusual how I'm recording right now. But other than that, probably gonna be uh, a big delay on any PC games that people sent to me. Now I know I don't do a lot of PC games in general for the show, but I do some every once in a while. And there were actually a couple that I was pretty excited about. For example, um, we got sent codes for slay the princess. I think you had a code. I got a code. Yeah. We loved the demo and I was really stoked about coming back to it. Also windy meadow, uh, which is the kind of side story from the creator of road warden, which is getting just like rave reviews and something that I was going to play. Um, I just, I don't think my son's PC can handle Steam and games right now. I think it's kind of maxed out with um, our recording software and Skype and everything. So I don't want to push my luck. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up, if you're a developer or a publisher who sent us a PC game, I, I deeply apologize, but I'm not going to test my my gear by putting Steam on this laptop. I just don't think it can handle it. Also, yeah, I am so far behind on email, dude. I got, I'm like four or five days behind on email minimum. And that means hundreds and hundreds of emails are stacked up. So if I owe you a response, I know that some people are waiting to hear back from me. If there's something that you wanted to get on the show, if you had a question or whatever, um, I'm digging through those emails. It's literally hundreds of emails and I'm trying to go through as quickly as I can. But if you sent me a message and you're like, why isn't Brad getting back to me? What's going on? I haven't heard anything. What's going on with these guys? It's because of that. So please give me some, uh, please excuse me for my lateness. Please uh, give me your grace and I'll get to you as soon as possible. But, man, technical things when they go wrong, just ruins your whole day, ruins your whole week, can ruin your month. and I'm kind of having one of those days right now. so yeah, uh, but back back recording, I was concerned I wasn't going to be able to record but recording, and I think that's a win. I'll get the email chip down. We'll get back on track and I'll get those PC games reviewed later on, and we'll just we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's the story. And if you haven't heard from me, even though you emailed me emailed me 10 days ago, that's what's going on.
1: And you know what? the email's going to be there. It's okay. It will, but I like to get be.
0: back to people. I like to be respectful and get back. You know, I You're hate people right. looking yeah, back I to know, me and I stuff. Know. But anyway, so that's, my, you know, not to excuse or anything. I'm just saying that's the fact of what happened. So here we go. That was okay. also
1: part of the sad cast. I think I remember now, right? Because did you start talking about that on this? On I think I might one? have talked about I was having some real problems and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. You have all all right. basically the movie Gremlins happens every time you touch technology. Not a it's, joke. It's, not it's like you a joke. touch a, any piece of tech and it's like after midnight. Oh, dude. You know, it's and funny Gremlins you say that.
0: Out. My anti-tech aura is strong because I got sent a code for a game. Um, I'm not going to say what the game was. And that game would not run on my Xbox. And PR could not figure it out. The developers had no bug reports similar to what I had. Oh, and I'm goodness. like, this game super doesn't work. And they're like, they, they didn't know why. I'll tell you why. It's because my anti-magic... Not my anti-magic. My anti-technology
1: aura is what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the way, some people call it technology magic. So. All right. Well, anyway. that is depressing. So... <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. What do you got, Carlos? Uh, back to Halloween for a minute. Okay. Um, I thought I'd just quickly talk about some creepy games that you should check out. Yes. Um, I've played a bunch this, this uh, Halloween time. I didn't play as much as I wanted to, but some of them, or a lot of them, are in this episode. Okay. But some that I didn't play is one that I really wanted to play, and I might still before Halloween. It's called World of Horror. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for that one. I feel like you'd be up your alley. It's, oh, um, my God, it's super up my alley. It's like black and white. It's really weird. It's more of like a detective y type, like visual novel. Yeah, a lot novel, of text
0: kind of visual novel thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Creepy and like you're supposed to figure things out and it gets weirder. They call it One Bit. Is yeah, it how it is. you know pixelated yeah. black and white graphics they are, but also like H.P. Lovecraft in it, little Junji Ito as well. Yes, there. yeah,
0: it looks awesome. I'm so excited to play that one. I haven't played it yet, but I
1: will. I will. I'm gonna probably get it before Halloween, and which is in a couple of days. And so it's coming to PlayStation, right? It's on it right now. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was out already. That's okay. why. Yeah, I was just in my wish list, and I was like, oh. oh. Okay. And it's over on Steam as well and yes. Xbox, I'm guessing. Uh, anyway, so check it out. I think both you and I are gonna love it. Oh, super stoked! Super stoked. Will you get it? So then maybe next episode we could talk about it.
0: I, you know, I probably will. I will. Uh, yeah, I think because you can get on your
1: console instead of your. Yeah, PC. if
0: I get it on Xbox or PlayStation, I can do that. Yeah,
1: cool. And then also Stray Souls. Um, I'm I've been buying so many games, so I don't know if I can get it. Maybe I will. But Did you buy it already or not yet? I haven't yet. Do you have a okay? Couple, so we have a code.
0: We have an offer, but I've been hearing terrible things about it. Also, I
1: don't care because I. Okay, go ahead. Why? Well, I was
0: going to say, so I don't know if this is confirmed. I'm pretty sure this is the game we're talking about, but I've heard that one of the developers is like complete anti-trans, like shitty asshole guy. All right. So okay. I don't know if we that want... Sucks. I I could be wrong, but I think that this is the game we're talking about, and a lot of my friends were like, just stay away from it, so...
1: Okay, well, the game itself looks like Silent Hill, and it's like, it wears its like, what's inspiration on its sleeve? Yeah. It's just like supposed to be a new Silent Hill game, third person, and it looks cool. But, All right. All right, well, anyways, moving on, um, I just thought I'd mention Horror Gallery because that's a game I did try for a second. Okay. But I brought it up only in housekeeping because it's a lot of, like a lot of these games, and uh, one that I'll talk about later today, it's that first person walking simulator horror uh, game. Blah. Yeah, I know. I know. And if it's, like, psychological enough, I'll be into it. But if it's, like, just, you know, jump scares or whatever, I don't care. And it just it seems like there's so many of those. But I decided to try it because it was super cheap. And I walked around, and it's called Horror Gallery. So it's, like, it starts in a museum and a gallery. I was going to say, paintings. are you into, like, a bunch of paintings or something? Yeah, yeah. Then there's, like, portals and stuff. You're supposed to go to different places. Sure, um, sure. Immediately, and also because uh, I've been playing games um, you know, for glitch to the ground of uh, my channel where I break games all the time, do weird things with them. I like I immediately like uh, like broke it in a way and got like through the wall. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, this is partly me because that's what I how I do things, but also it's a little jank. So I finally get out of the first main area of the museum, go around the corner and it loads like the next like forest and it looks creepy. And I go up to the statue, it looks like, the place you're supposed to go and talk to a statue or something and it freezes and it crashed my PS five, the whole thing, Heart the crash? whole thing. Wow. Okay. And I couldn't, I had to like unplug it. Oh shit. That's a bad crash, dude. That's yeah. Because bad. then I had to like rebuild my hard drive, you know, cause it does that when you yeah, unplug you damage it, whatever, repair your, your storage and all oh, that shit. Oh Baby. So everybody PSA for now Stay away from that game. <laughs> because until they fix it, you're just going to be crashing your system.
0: Well, to be fair, though, did it crash because you were glitching through the ground? Or did was no, no, it, you no. think that would occur just no, because no, no, you no. played it normally? No, no, When
1: I glitched, I didn't even go through the ground. I just kind of, like, looked uh, like through the wall, you know, a little... Just like it was a visual thing. So you
0: don't think you were pushing it past no, its normal no, limits or anything no, no. like that? Okay. I was okay. walking
1: around a gal- gallery and I went into the forest and then when I got okay. to the forest, it said.
0: Pring. All right, that's
1: fair. Just wanted to check because I know I know how you do your weird things in those videos. <laughs> I know videos. it wasn't that. Okay. By the way, here's a quick uh, uh, fortune, not foreshadow. Um, looking forward to one of my videos, and I'll just tell you and everybody listening. Okay. The next one that's going up is uh it's glitched to the ground on TikTok, uh, and. YouTube. Anyways, it's uh, I'm playing Spider Man, and I'll tell you about Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. Thank you. And I glitched through this wall on my bike because there's these little chapters of the game where, like, you know, it's a story bit, and they don't they they build invisible walls because they just want you to do their story bit. You sure, know? sure, sure, sure. Um, and so I had the little guy on the bike, and the bike has invisible walls on the side of it, so it doesn't want you to go anywhere else. But uh, the little guy being Peter Parker, and so I decided to get away from it get near a house, and try to glitch through the wall with the bike. Mm. I don't know why I thought that would work, but it did. And two things happened. One, I glitched through the uh, floor, literally glitched through the ground, and went and died and saw the whole planet. You know, like I think I saw that video. you, put, yeah. you make a video of that one? I made a video of that one.
0: Yeah, I think but I saw that But the
1: other one that's going up tomorrow is I did it again just to see if I could get through the wall and stay on my bike. I got inside the house. Like, I went through the wall and just got inside that house where there's no exit, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was just all pitch black, except, like, Peter Parker's eyes were bright white. So I created, like, evil Peter. That's weird. Negative, yeah. negative universe Peter. Negative unit, bizarro Peter, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anywho, back to Halloween.
0: Anywho. Um,
1: in closing, uh, I uh, always check out, speaking of Silent Hill, if you're in the spooky mood, which I, I just heard you say it in the beginning of this podcast, you say spoopy.
0: I said spoopy for you. Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't. Why do you say spoopy again? It's just for that meme from a couple of years ago
0: when someone was showing pictures of, I want to say it was like really like off, off, off brand cheapo Halloween goods. And they said spoopy. Did they just like straight up misspelled it? Oh. And so it was kind of like a, like a joke that went around like as a meme a couple years ago. So everything was spoopy instead of spooky because it was like, dumb or cheapy oh or my like, goodness you know what i mean yeah you
1: say it all the time and i just like gloss over it but okay. oh did you not know that what, i the really did no oh, it's just now yeah,
0: yeah you can look it up like you'll see you'll be like oh yeah this is like um you know like really really cheapo like knockoff halloween stuff and it's spoopy instead
1: of spooky. spoopy yeah. Yeah, i get it okay well anyways uh here's this last spoopy thing then is silent hill lo-fi mix ambient or lo-fi ambient mix look that up on youtube it is so good for right now when you just want to feel in the mood of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's also just chill to like work with. So, anybody like looking for something to just put on in the background where you're working and you want to feel the Halloween vibes, look just type in YouTube search Silent Hill lo-fi ambient mix or lo-fi mix. Lo-fi beats to get scared to. Yeah, it's not that. It's like it's actually like parts of the game. It's like creepy ambient sounds and stuff okay. and okay. it's really good. So anyways. Right on. Right on. All right, that's my Halloween pack. Um, And then I just wanted to mention games that are coming out in November. Okay. All right, go for it. Because, you know, this is – we're
0: getting near the end of the year here. Yeah, two more days, then we're into November. And then after that, it's December. And then after that, game of the year time. Then after that, brand new year. I know.
1: Uh, Like a Dragon, we played one of the games or two of the games on this show, I think. You like that new (laughs) – what, am I saying wrong? You said –
0: no, you said like a dragon. And and I I thought you meant like – like a dragon, we played a bunch of games. And oh. I'm like, does does dragons play games? What does that mean? Am I missing a reference? What's happening? How do dragons play games? And I was like, in my head, I was truly trying to think of how I could yes and you. Nice. And I was coming up with like nothing. I was like, yeah, I blow fire when i play games i sit on a pile of gold i don't understand what we're talking about
1: carlos yeah well we're not talking about that we're we're not talking about dragons gotcha um like a dragon infinite wealth that's the full name i think yes 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 so that's coming out soon like early november yeah that's Um, like another
0: one of the yakuza games i was kind of i mean i don't know anything about this one because i haven't uh, been keeping up with the series i was hoping it was going to be just like uh real estate because i know they do a lot of real estate mini games in that series so i was like oh are you just doing real estate or what's going on but apparently it's just like another yakuza installment right isn't
1: it yeah and it's just like a million new like uh mini games okay sure. and i thought that a for content for me for like just making videos would be fun but yeah just it seems like a relaxing time so i think All i'll right. check it out i'm a, I'm a yakuza fan yeah and then I don't know why, but for some reason, um, there's an Ebenezer Scrooge game coming out. Yep, I have. I
0: will be covering that in the oh, show. Oh, will you? Okay, yep, there you go. I will.
1: Uh, the day before, which was this huge uh, internet thing, uh, kind of a meme in a way. But like, do you remember that company who put out that game or who was going to put out that game at uh, last year? And they put a trailer out, and it's kind of like the zombie. Apocalypse game. Is this the one where the
0: guy's just scamming everybody? Where there's no game attached to it? No, it's just a real. You
1: game? keep saying that it's a real game. Um, I think they've that's, been thinking of something else. There's well, No, but used... this is the this is the one you're thinking. Okay, of, okay. This okay. is the one like people are like. There's no way that they're going to do this, which is like deliver on this crazy promise of third person huge uh, apocalyptic zombie apocalyptic game, and the graphics looked amazing when they first showed the trailer. Is this like the MMO style one? No, like uh, what's it called? Um, What's the game in New York that's... Uh, uh, the Division. Division, yeah. By the way, you're good. <laughs> I <laughs> that game said in the New game York. in New yeah. York. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I know. Uh, so it's like The Division and, like, you know, a zombie game. Um, okay, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, that's supposed to come out November 10th. Really? Yeah. Man, Okay. So it's like I really kind of hope it does because man, it's gonna be fun to talk about it. I don't know what I have got, like no
0: no PR for that, so I'm wondering. Which is gonna be a theme on today's show, I think. There's another game that I'm gonna be talking about that got like zero PR, which is really weird to me. But uh, yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see, man. I mean, I'm always up for another zombie game. Hopefully, it's good. You know, I always wish I always wish
1: for good games. I don't wish for bad ones. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, I just want to mention that teardown's is finally coming to console. Oh, yeah. That's a good, fun one. I kind of put that on the back burner because I didn't want to play it on a PC. I actually did want to sit down and just relax with it. It's yeah. that game where it seems like a pixel, voxel, Minecrafty, but you're basically doing like puzzles to like do heists and stuff and steal, you know... Um, What's it called? Bank vaults and things. Yeah.
0: Using like construction equipment to like, to like steal paintings and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Drill through security and stuff like that.
1: But it's all physics based, And just like, it's, it seems like a very relaxing game. where are just like always destroying things and seeing how it falls apart. So check out Teardown. That's actually very soon in November as well. Right That's on. it. I just want to mention those games and anything else or we'll get
0: into the show. Yeah, no, I got a couple, I got a couple things. things. Um, first, I wanted to, I didn't want to talk about this in the main show cause I didn't really play it long enough, but I did want to touch briefly on the game called Cocoon. Uh, it's on Game Pass right now. It's kind of, a, kind of an indie darling of sorts. It's the one where you are a kind of like a, I don't know, like a moth person. I think, t- honestly, you look a little bit like a cockroach to me, which is kind of off-putting. But I guess you're supposed to be like a moth or a butterfly or something. Oh. And this is the one where you're in um, like a snow globe world, and you can like leave, and then you're in the larger world, and yep. then you carry, you know, the one I'm talking about? Well, we
1: played the demo. On this podcast, or at least I did. I think you did. I didn't think yeah. I played it. I think you did. Yeah, I played it, and here's my uh, review. I was confused. You were confused, I was yeah. very confused by this game. So tell me, what what do you think?
0: Well, I bring it up because John from Gaming in the Wild, a uh, good friend John, and uh, love that show. Give that show a listen if you uh, like good podcasts, because his is a good show. Uh, we were kind of talking about it behind the scenes, um, like DMing and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't played it yet, but I'll bump it up and see what I think about it. And, uh, you know, I got to say, it's cool looking, um, but it's one of those games where I feel like it does not really anything to really draw you in. So either you are in or you're out. And like I like the aesthetics kind of, where it's kind of like very clean, kind of like I don't know, like Apple feeling um aesthetics. Not Apple the fruit, but like Apple the computer company. Like an or, Apple arcade game or something. Yeah, kinda like it's Hades like,
1: too. It has a Hades vibe, I think.
0: A little bit. Clean a little lines. bit. Clean lines, bright colors. That whole thing. And, um, so I, I start playing the game, and I it's one of those games that like gives you like zero tutorial, zero explanation. You can see your character, and the only characterization you get is like their animation. Like, you know, they flutter their wings a little bit or they run around the sand a little bit. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool cool. But like, I mean, real talk, I'm drowning in like really good games right now. It's mm-hmm. not even just games. I'm drowning in really good games right now. And this is one where I feel like, I almost have to, like, work myself up to want to get into it because... I don't have any story. I don't have any character. I don't know really what's going on. And all I get are these like kind of like abstract puzzles. Yep. Um, it reminded me a little bit of what's that um, gross one that looked like H.R. Giger that came out a little while ago. Yeah, Splorn or something? Sporn? Scorn. Scorn. Scorn, yeah. Same thing where like you get a vibe from the graphics, but you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're doing. And all the puzzles are like really abstract. And you have to really get on the same brain wavelength as developers. I felt that was the same thing that was going on here where they're kind of like, hey look at this cool thing we made are you gamer enough to get into it and i'm like no i guess i'm not i, I don't think i am um so i mean not my cup of tea and i think it looks kind of cool but i bounced after like maybe like an hour i'm like okay cool puzzles i get it and eh, okay whatever
1: So <laughs> Jeez. okay that's kind of how i felt by the way when i did play the demo a long time ago yeah. i was just like it, it looked pretty and i was interested but i was also confused uh, just looking at the video right now, though, I'm confused all over again. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel like I just
1: need more, just more to get me in. And there's
0: there's yeah. so many things competing for my attention right now. I'm not going to spend time with something that needs me to kind of like get myself ready in the headspace to get into it. Yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: so. yeah. All um, right.
0: One final thing, one final thing. We got a letter from Ron, our new superfan, Ron. He emailed, and I had to apologize to him because he emailed a while ago, and it was right before my computer died. And so when I came back to my email, I'm like, oh, shit, he emailed. And it was like, I don't know, five days later or something. I felt really rude because I hadn't gotten back to him yet. But anyway, I explained the situation. Ron forgave me, so I think we're good. But he did send in a question for you and I. And we're going to answer okay. this right here and right now. Let's yep. bring it on you. You don't know what this question is. No, I don't. So Ron says... Um, the basic question is whether video games, including an in-game walkthrough, should be commonplace or universal. And here's what he says. He says, I've recently played through a mix of games, both indie and professional. Uh, I guess maybe AAA is kind of what he means by that. I think indies, people can be professional. I don't think there's any slight intended there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where I would occasionally get stuck while trying to accomplish some particular story mission. Frustrated, I would then go online and search for answers, which takes away the fun of playing and the enjoyment of discovering the answer myself. That made me think of games like New Super Mario Bros. U and Scribblenauts Unlimited, two games with their own system of helping the player if they get stuck. Mario gives an invincibility power-up and Scribblenauts offers a series of increasingly more obvious hints so that it helps the most without spoiling the solution too easily. I would love to hear your take, both of us, on whether this should be a universal but optional inclusion into video games or do you have another view that I haven't considered yet? So, Carlos... What do you think?
1: Yeah, not every game, um, 100%, because like there's some creepy, weird games. There's some, um, I mean, a good example is Alan Wake, which we'll talk about later. Um, I don't want too much information and given in or even help in some games, mm-hmm. especially when it's atmospheric or something like that. Um, I know I'm thinking about horror games, but it could be the same with an RPG. What if it's purely optional, though? Like, what if it doesn't give you anything unless you, like, Choose
0: to put, hit start and go into the help menu, maybe
1: it's an artistic uh, decision. I have to say that because it's just like it's saying, should Christopher Nolan or anybody else who makes movies or David Lynch do something? You know, uh, David Lynch, by the way, is a perfect example. He wouldn't do shit that you told him to do, right? Uh, he wouldn't like uh, offer up cheat sheets, and he still hasn't, by the way, uh, explained most of his movies. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to take a hard line and say, not everyone. But a ton of them that make sense, yes, because like a good example is Spider-Man 2, another game, I just keep foreshadowing, that I'll talk about. Games like that where you're like, it's action-oriented uh, or like a small 16-bit game where you can get lost, you know? I think if it makes sense for the genre and the game, 100% because no one wants to get stuck, you know? And I hate that. Or no one wants to like feel underpowered because you just don't understand what to do or, or you're just like eating shit a lot. But I think certain games know. All right. That's my hot take. That's your hot take.
0: That's your hot take. So for me, um, I totally get what Ron is saying. I've been stuck many times, and I've gone to FAQs for help many times. I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast has done that. I'm sure you have as well, Carlos, where you just, you're just you playing some game and you just can't figure it out. You don't know what's going on. And I, I agree. Like That feeling is really... Shitty, where you're just like, ah, I'm stuck. I gotta pause what I'm doing. I gotta pull up YouTube. I gotta scroll through some videos, or I gotta go to Game Facts and like control F and like look for the part where I'm stuck or whatever, Mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know. It's just a real bummer. Um, and it just takes you out of the moment. So I I totally get what Ron is saying for sure. As far as should games include something within their own systems? So that's a different question. And I, I think that's interesting because ordinarily I would like to say Yes, but I also think that me going to like a separate help menu or or looking for something in game is also taking away from the immersion as well. And it doesn't matter if I'm going to YouTube or I'm going to GameFAQs or I'm going to the in-game help system. I'm still like out of the moment. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But the other reason why I think I'm kind of 50-50 on this is because I don't trust developers to be able to give me the kind of help that I need. Um, I feel like Sometimes you're just not on the same mental wavelength and like they try to give you, I can think of a couple games, especially point and click games where they give me a hint and I'm like, I have no idea what you're telling me. This doesn't make any sense to me at all. Right. Because maybe you don't understand why how you're stuck or maybe you don't understand what the game wants you to do. And so they give you a hint and it just doesn't make sense because you're just not on that vibe. So, I mean, I think if people want to do it, I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, it should definitely be something selectable. Like maybe when you start a brand new game, would you like hints on or off? You know, maybe whatever you like. And then maybe if you turn them off, maybe later on, you can just dip in to one particular section, turn it on for a minute, get your answer, come back. I mean, I'm not going to get mad at it, but I also don't think it should be required. And I, I can understand why it's not common because it's probably a lot of extra work. And sometimes when developers do it, they just don't. They don't understand why you're stuck in the first place because right. if they did, you wouldn't be stuck ever.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also this brings up a thing that we haven't brought up since the, the launch of the PS5. I was just
0: going to bring this up. Yeah,
1: and I don't think – we can't have a parallel and talk about Xbox right now, so I'm not no. playing favorites because no, no, there's nothing Xbox, Xbox doesn't do this. But when What PlayStation, are we talking about? When PlayStation 5 first launched, they launched with these tips, um, and they allowed developers to create tips – Yes, that, that in-game help. Are, in-game help that actually shows up in the interface of your PlayStation, which yes. was hot shit. Like, again, I don't did think... Did you ever he, use it? Yeah, I did. Uh, be like, uh, was it Infamous? Give me an example. Or, uh, maybe it was like um, Last of Us or something. One of those games, like an open-world game. Maybe it was Horizon, um, Forbidden West, I think, or something. And I was like, I literally was confused on what to do. Uh-huh. And I popped out to the menu, and it said, you're in this section. Because the, the developers, again, had... Offer that up right and this was like on the dashboard on of the your dashboard playstation, of my PlayStation. Okay. yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it was a little box and i clicked through the box and it said you should probably do this thing next it was horizon okay and i was yeah, like yeah i know oh, that they gave a big push with because horizon. i was really stuck in this fucking like you know futuristic forest thing and i was like i don't know where the fuck to go right and i didn't have to leave my game besides the dashboard of my playstation the thing is so i like that by the okay. way so okay. Ron, i'm with you on that you developers still have to make it like you said developers have to take a chance at knowing what you're going to ask, right? right? Like you right. said, and then also they've stopped doing it because I yeah. mean, a ton of PlayStation games don't have it anymore. So yeah,
0: it's it's funny you mentioned that because I was literally going to say the exact same thing because I remember them talking about it. I don't think I've ever done it even one time. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know where it lives. I'll tell you and, how to do it. Well, hang on a second, okay. and then. And then I was I was going I went to the PlayStation store a couple days ago and I saw on like one of the the advertisements that pops up it's like oh in game help I'm like oh shit I forgot that was even a thing are people still doing that I guess not but I don't I don't think that ever really took hold because I don't hear anybody ever 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 ever
1: talking about it well this speaks to his question really the reason why it's not happening more is because it's too much work
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's it like it's I mean a game like an RPG. Yeah or even like Last of Us or even Horizon. That's yeah. so much extra work you've got to do. I'd have to imagine, yeah. Text and then it's got to be built into an interface. And if you and want so, a video clips or something on with yeah. that or whatever, yeah. Which by the way, again, I think it's Horizon did and it did really help, but like they must have had a whole team just doing that stuff. Yeah. So okay, that's well, the real answer, I think.
0: Well, let me ask you one more thing. Let me do one more add-on. I want to make sure that we answer Ron's question like in all its aspects and stuff. So, going back to his own examples, I understand the example of Scribblenauts where it's like you could, I actually have played that, where it's like, you want a hint, and it's like, they'll just be like, try this, and if that doesn't work, we'll try this specific thing. And it kind of gets, like, more and more specific. I think those are pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, if, it, if it makes sense in the game that you're in. But what about something like New Super Mario Bros. U, where if you, like, I don't remember the specifics, but it's like, if you die three times, then, like, the little invincibility mushroom shows up, and you can eat it if you wish, and then you're, like, invincible for the rest of the stage, and, like, you just get through the stage, right? So what do you think about that?
1: Well, the short answer is that's already happening with, like, these story modes. I feel like I mean like again Mario is so specific right it's like right. platformer so any platformer I'm just going to agree and say yes of course like okay. why not you know What, what I mean? about like, like Last of Us if you're you're fighting off
0: those clicker zombies right and you're getting your head fucking bitten off and you get your head bit off 3 times in a row and then all of a sudden out of nowhere a little, I don't know, a little health pack appears, and so when you eat it, like, they can't bite your head anymore for, like, for like five minutes or something.
1: Again, the short answer is that already happens where if you die too many game times in those types of games, they'll knock it down to story mode, or they'll say, okay. like, hey, okay. do you want to try story mode? Okay. Um, now, to that point, sometimes that's not even easy enough. You know, like, right, right, that right. one stupid crow that flies by, you know, or something, and hits you every time. Knocks you into the pit. It sure. doesn't even matter. Like, that's, that's yeah. always going to happen. So... Maybe, but again, it's got to be—it's specific to the game. It really is. Okay. Um, okay. I think in general, I, you know, I have a bigger tangent we could talk about someday about the story mode, normal mode, hard mode. Yeah. And I just think that it's almost like when you start doing that, it, it's you—you just guessing, you know how? Oh yeah, people totally, are. yeah, Totally. And there's a game foreshadowing number three or four that I'll talk about today, where yeah, I knocked it down to story mode because I was like. I don't think you guys figured out what normal is <laughs> <laughs> right normal because, for you, maybe not yeah. for me yeah 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 all right, okay, so all I right.
0: think the end the end takeaway here for Ron is I think that we and forgive me if I get this wrong for you, I think we're not we're fine with it, I guess if it comes in, but it doesn't always fit every game and it's also probably a lot of work for people to do correctly yeah so maybe that explains why we don't see them more, but if they show up, we're not mad at it.
1: yeah, the answer is sometimes
0: sometimes. the answer is it depends we could have just said that in the beginning (laughs) it depends Ron. okay ron i hope we answered your question feel free to send us more questions or follow-up or anything and anybody else listening we love to answer questions we will answer any questions somebody sends to us please send it in we'll talk about it here on the show we'd love to get some letters questions feedback anything from people who listen so please feel free we'll give the email addresses and social media contacts at the end of the podcast all right that is going to do it for the housekeeping. Let's get on to the main portion of the show, and whoo boy! Wow, we have a lot of stuff to talk about here. I know
1: it's like seven p.m. We're never going to finish. We're going to be evening. Evening. We're going to get. Well, it's already evening. technically. It is evening.
0: All right, Carlos. We're going to start off with you in this evening cast. Crow County. I don't know anything about this whatsoever. I'm assuming it's Halloween themed.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of Halloween. All right. Um, this is cool. The demo came out today. Um, you should check, check for me if it's on Xbox as well. Will do. I apologize. Uh, it's on PlayStation and Steam right now. And Xbox, question mark? I'm looking it up right now. Keep talking. Fill oh, for time. By the way, it's Crow Country. I, Country. Did I say Oh, county? I'm sorry. Did yeah. I say county? Maybe uh, I said... You did, but I think I told you that. So My it's bad. Crow My Country. Bad. And so I've been playing a lot of scary or spoopy games. But this is one of those old school, looks like PS1. Uh, straight up, you know, kind oh, of blurry graphics. Oh, that's right.
0: It's from the people who made Snipperclips. That's right. I don't know what that game is. On Switch, you didn't play Snipperclips? Nope. Oh, man, that was really fun. No, it's only on PlayStation and PC. Okay. Uh, Snipperclips was one of the launch games for the Switch where you um, had to cut shapes out of paper to solve puzzles, and you had to play it with friends. It was actually really, really good and really brilliant. I thought Snipperclips was great. Okay. Uh, and But this is like a 100% different game. Vibe, different kind of game.
1: Yeah, I was looking for Creepy. It is, um, again, third-person, pixelated, like, PS1 graphics. Yes. Complete with a little bit, sometimes I don't like it, like, too blurry, you know, kind of effect. Not Um, a fan. I know you're not a fan. But I'm playing on a big TV, and I also, I don't know, whatever, this is going to be a positive review because whatever they're doing, even though it's normally what I don't like, which is, like, retro, just, like, super... You could just make it a little bit better graphics, but they're just yeah. doubling down on it. Um, I don't know something about how the con- the character moves, the way the graphics um, are pixelated, but it doesn't bother my eyes somehow. Uh, it just works. It's that style of like all the uh, environments are like fixed, kind of almost. It gotcha. feels like sixteen bit mixing with PS one, you know. And so you play as a woman who goes to investigate. Uh, an amusement park, <clears throat> or kind of a, an attraction, uh, Crow Crunchy, Crow Country, <laughs> Crow Crunchy is really Crow good Crunchy, too. and the owner uh, mis- disappeared mysteriously disappeared, and he thought you said seen. his name was
0: Mister disappeared. That was like that's ironic. Cheese, we're getting all the words wrong.
1: Giving away the plot here. Crow Mr. Crow Country, uh, but it is also Crunchy, and um, the, yeah, Mr. the owner Mister disappeared, disappeared is not here. Mister disappeared is not here. And so you go in to find it, you know, think like Resident Evil style. It looks very Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Resident Evil, but pixelated PS1 graphics. The moving around feels really good, which again, I was almost like ready to not like it because that's not up my alley when it comes to like, you know, horsehead keys, Resident Evil and old school graphics. But there's some sort of charm in this fucking game that makes you keep wanting to play um all the characters by the way look kind of blocky and like uh almost like marionettes in a way. But yeah, you know, you're a woman, you have a gun, you have so many of the Resident Evil's type stuff, right? You have uh, he- health kits and poison, you know, remedy or whatever and all that stuff. Sure. And as you're going through this like amusement park, it has a little bit of vibes of Five Nights at Freddy, right? Oh, okay, like animatronics and stuff. Yeah, there's like some a- the animatronics around. There's like you know, big like fantasy land. You know, it just feels like a haunted amusement park. And at some point, you know, spoiler, you know, monsters and things like that show up, <laughs> right? It's some creepy yes. shit happens. <laughs> yes, I and would,
0: I would assume so. The real spoiler would be if
1: there were no creepy things. Were, in no, that, but... nothing. Yeah. And you early on, you find like a guy who's hurt and you like, you know, you help him and then you see like there's traps and there's like puzzles. And normally, again, I get like totally averse to all puzzles and, What's Find the number, code, or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. But because it's such a small experience, meaning the map is teeny, you know, it's very linear kind of in a way, um, the saving makes sense, and it's kind of charming, I found the code for the thing I needed the code for, like, right away, right? There was something on the ground when I walked by, and I was like, it was a number. So nothing is, like, making me go out of my mind. This sounds like what you're describing is the kind of game that you would
0: bounce in a heartbeat if it gave you any friction. Yes. But they have filed down all the rough edges, and so you're getting a frictionless experience. And even though it's something you wouldn't normally like, there's no real reason to stop.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. And then also because the aesthetic is also just really like yummy in a way. I don't know. It just it's like you know it's creepy. It's, it's great. Yummy. For I don't think I've
0: ever heard you say that word before. Okay.
1: What I mean by that is, like, you know how Super Mario RPG, which is coming back out, by the way, Yes, remake, it is. Uh-huh. That, that to me, feels like a yummy game, where it's, like, it's self-contained, or, like, Super Mario Bros. Wonder or something, and it's, like, small, digestible, and fun. You know, I guess that's called yummy okay, uh, to me. And this is, like, a horror game that's small and digestible, and that's kind of cool and refreshing in a world where, right now, it's, like, open world, walking simulator, you know, It takes me forever to find a code, you know, because I go into the forest somewhere. And this is, you know, have a map and you can see all the little rooms you've been to. And you're like, oh, well, if it's not here, it's probably over there, you know? And they're doing something else, which I would like you to try the demo because they're doing something else that makes it special. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's a je ne sais quoi, (laughs) you know? Uh, Special something. It's a horror je ne sais quoi. And, um, I just really like it, you know? It's not out yet, by the way. It's just, just the demo. Interesting. So I Interesting. would tell everybody who's, like, in the spoopy mood and likes old-school Resident Evil stuff, but with, you know, old-school graphics, check it out. I mean, it, I just really dig it. This is a
0: tangent, but I had a friend of mine who used to say, in that je ne sais quoi kind of vibe, usually with cooking, if there was something that um, their family cooked or whatever, his wife cooked, and he didn't know like quite what it was uh that was the thing but something about it was like extra good and delicious he used to say that his wife put her foot in it you ever heard anybody say that no
1: that seems crazy <laughs>
0: i guess if you like feet then that's a good thing i'm not yeah. really a foot guy but if I'm you a... are a foot person maybe that's maybe that's really appealing to you your wife that's you know funny. she put her foot in it and i'm like huh okay uh, okay sure yes yeah, well if, tastes you like, good though, but. if
1: you like feed then they put their foot in their this foot game, in I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, there is one con which is when you shoot because you're doing you know a lot of different guns by the way i didn't sure. say that but pistol shotgun all the stuff you would get um yeah it's not the best shooting it now it's slow you don't really have to there's some monsters that are coming at you but you're aiming check this out you're aiming with okay you're holding down right one at least on a playstation And I'm sure this is maybe, maybe it's easier on a mouse, obviously, I think, but you're holding down right one to aim. Your left analog is actually aiming where you're shooting.
0: Oh, what? No, the
1: left analog? Yeah. And then you hit like a button to shoot.
0: You know, so that's too
1: many buttons, I think.
0: It's funny you say that because I'm literally going to bring up the same wonky shooting in the very next game I'm talking about. Oh, the the game after I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We planned it.
1: That's the only thing, but but you know what? I like the world and the thing that they built so much that, and you know, I haven't so far like been like running, screaming, shooting, you know, I've been like aiming and taking my time. Right. So because I've had to take my, t- be unable to take my time, it's not bothered me. Now, if I get to a later stage and like there's this monster who's like, you know, chasing me down a hall, I might be mad.
0: Yeah. If they but- start applying too much pressure for you to deal with a, a shooting scheme that doesn't feel intuitive...
1: That might be your breaking point right there. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'll say. But And then to uh, Ron's point, actually, talk about a game that has all the types of tips you could ever want. Like, anywhere you look on a wall, there's all these signs, and the signs are just straight up, like, controls, you know, like, and tips.
0: Oh, okay. Like,
1: it's like this game has tips all over the walls everywhere. So maybe that's another thing, by the way, that helped me, because I was like, oh, I know exactly what the fuck to do.
0: Well, you know, I think there is something to recognizing that not everybody's brain works the same and, and adding in multiple approaches to make sure that your player gets where they're going and knows what they're doing. I don't see that as a bad thing. So, you know, maybe they're just taking steps to make sure everybody can get through this demo. Maybe they, which, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: you can. And, yeah. um, last two things I'll say is that along those lines, you can kick any vending machine and get ammo, which is oh, cool. That's fun. That's fun. And you can always go back to your own car, which is in the parking lot and get ammo. Oh, all right. So it's like, it again, it sets up things for you to be like, okay, in case you got screwed. Um, Which yeah. is good. That's a good design. Yeah. I like it. It's called Crow. 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 <laughs> it's called Crow Crunchy. Crow um, Crunchy. <laughs> Crow Country. And it's out right now for PC and PS5. All right.
0: PS5. Excellent. That sounds like a cute little winner. Yummy little winner.
1: It is. It's yummy, yummy Halloween. <laughs> all right. Let me talk for a minute about Wizard with a Gun. Oh, this? we I know this game. Have you played it? I think
0: so. We play everything. We play. It, it just came out recently. We haven't talked about it before. You know really me. I play like games when
1: I play the demos. I play yeah, Early Maybe. Access. I think I played it, uh, an, an Early Access demo. Please Probably. tell us about Wizard with a Gun.
0: Wizard with a Gun. I mean, that says a lot right there. It right? says it in the name. Um, so basically, this is a kind of an isometric, roguelike game where you play a wizard, I think they call you like a gunmancer, I think is what it's called. Uh, So you have a gun and you are in this world that is kind of broken by the forces of chaos. Now, I will say that the story and the setup for the roguelike aspect of it is pretty cool, actually. Um, There's like a a machine that's looked like a, I don't know, clock or something. And you can rewind time um, a little bit back to um, after the disaster happened, but not quite to where everything is dead. Because like the end point is the whole universe blows up and everything's gone. So you can rewind time to a little bit before that and you collect resources and you kill monsters and you do your thing. And the further you get, you get more pieces to the clock and then you can rewind time even earlier. So like maybe you're going to rewind to like halfway between when the bad thing happened and when the universe blows up. And so the land is different. People don't remember you. Mm. And then you eventually want to get all the way back to when the bad thing happened and stop the bad thing. And then you can save the universe. So I think that's a pretty cool concept. I love the the segmented eras that you can travel back and how they explain it all. And it also really goes a, a fair fair piece towards explaining the roguelike nature of the game. You know, not every roguelike explains why it is a roguelike. And when people do find a good reason to explain it, I always,
1: you know, I give brownie points for that. So I think it's huge. It like literally sets up the world and why you want to keep playing the game over and over again.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, This game reminds me a lot of Don't Starve in some ways, but I think it's better than Don't Starve um, because as much as I loved... The concept of "Don't Starve," uh, which, if anybody's familiar with that, really heavy crafting, um, running around, survival, finding food, finding water, um, had a really cool cartoon-like aesthetic. Um, I it just was too much, it was just too much grinding and not enough. I don't know, it just it just was. It felt very impressive and just really like a drag, and I never really found the fun in it. But although I thought the idea was cool, this seems to be kind of like an iteration. It is in no way related. Like, there's no developers in common, different company. I think you know, maybe just spiritual inspiration, if anything. But I do like um, the ability to go back to your home base at, I don't know, this bubble that's outside of time or something. You can craft some stuff. You go back to, you re- rewind the clock, go back to the land before it blows up. And then there's like a countdown till the end of the world. And so, for example, when you first start, you get like two minutes. And so it's like you're two minutes before the end of everything You run around, you collect some iron, you collect some wood, you shoot some monsters, get some energy, whatever. And then as soon as that two minutes is up, like all hell breaks loose, like monsters start pouring in and things are exploding and like whatever. And you're like, ah, I got to get out of here. And if you don't get out, you die. You lose everything except for like, I think, I think you lose everything. Um, Hmm. So you want to get out before chaos ensues, but then you can just go back again, rewind the clock, go back to two minutes before, and then you can eventually go further and further back. So I think it's a cool idea. I think the gunplay feels fine. It's just, it's not really like a shooter. I mean, you have a gun, you point it at things, you hold the button down and it auto shoots. So props for auto shooting. Um, But it's not really like, you know, you're not feeling like you're testing your twitch reflexes or anything. There's a dodge. The dodge feels a little bit janky. I wish it worked a little bit better. Um, That part's okay. And I think that you end up spending like a lot of time crafting. In fact, this is more of a crafting game than I was expecting I was thinking it would be more of, like, an action hero like And it is, sort of. But there's also a lot of crafting to do, which is kind of a downer. Um, graphics are cute. Control's okay. And apparently it's supposed to really intended to be played by um, groups, multiplayer. Mm. Which I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't really want to play multi-focused things. But PR assured me that you could play it solo. And you can. You absolutely can. Um, but I think, I think in the developer's heart of hearts, they want you to play, like, in a group. So... That's just not me. Uh, overall, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, it's a cool idea. It looks cool. It's cute. It's maybe a little bit too crafting heavy, and I like the concept a lot, but it's, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. I think I probably, if this was a different year that we weren't like absolutely stuffed to the gills with like fantastic games, I think mm. I probably would play this one more. Yeah. Um, And it's okay. It's not bad at all. I, I don't really have any complaints about it. It's just like not clearing the admittedly really high bar right now, especially right now in Q4, where I just, there's so many like fucking amazing games and it's, you know, maybe I'll come back to it in the new year. I played it for a couple hours, basically like a whole day. And I'm like, this is really fun. But I got the gist and I got to the point of where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to grind now. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to do that right now in Q4. So What's maybe this next game- year.
1: Maybe next year. What was this the game that you were talking about that had kind of controls that were no, a the weird? next one? Sorry, it's oh, the, next the, next one. One. Okay. the next one, but yeah, that I, mean, I think I think I played something early and it sounded like what you said, which is it was more crafting than shooting, yeah, and it was artistically, I liked the style of it and the concept, so I like parts of it as well, but yeah, I wouldn't stand up right now with uh, yeah. how much stuff we're playing,
0: I think. There's just way too much like top-notch competition, and I don't wanna settle into something where I'm just grinding. Yeah, And that can be great in the right moment, in the right mood, but I'm not in that mood, and this is not that moment right now, so. It's all about I'm timing. Gonna, yeah, it's all about timing. I'm gonna put it on the back burner, and I may crack into it um, in the new year when things cool off, so. Okay. But there you go, wizard with a gun. It's all about a wizard with a gun.
1: It's it's a wizard and
0: it's a gun. They kind of give it away right there. Carlos, Slender, The Arrival is something that you played. Um, I guess I'm very curious because I know about Slender Man. It's one of my son's favorite creepypasta monsters. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. He loves Slender Man. There was a period where he talked about Slender Man 24-7, and I was like, please shut the fuck up about Slender Man. I don't want to hear him anymore. He's moved on to other things, but that was a big deal in our house for a long time. And Slender the Arrival, am I crazy? Because I feel like this game has come out 50,000 times like in the past. Is this a brand new game? Is it a remake? Is it a redo? Like, What are we even talking I feel like this is an old
1: game. Is it an old game? It's confusing. So, by the way, Slender Man is similar to... Uh, the back rooms where there's like eight thousand. Oh fuck! Games.
0: The ba- I hear about the back rooms twenty four fucking seven. Dude.
1: Well, let's put that aside because I, yes. I have thoughts on that as well. But, oh my god! But like, there's so many games based on this like idea of Slender Man, you know? Yes. Um, and if I just type in Steam, I'm just going to do it right now in real time. Probably twenty five Slender Man. Slender Man. Um, l- well, actually, a lot come up, but a lot aren't actually Slender Man, which is what is just kind of surprising. Um, I think there's only been a couple actual games. Believe Maybe there's not. only
0: been one, and it just keeps coming back and back and back, because I well, swear this
1: is the same one. So this, okay, so to answer you, yes, this is the same one. It's re-leadied. It is. Yes, so it's a new graphics. Uh, it made it, you know, more modern whatever. I don't know what engine they're using. I'm probably Unreal 4, I'm guessing. And it's not, like, unbelievably beautiful, but it's better. And the original game came out in 2013, this game.
0: Okay, okay. So I'm not this, crazy. This, gotcha. You're not crazy.
1: There is a Man demo out right now, I just noticed, uh, for another brand new Slenderman game, and there's only a couple others that ever came out. So really? I feel like, yeah, it's so weird. I must just be seeing the same one over and over because I feel like there's a lot of
0: Slenderman games. It must just be this one,
1: Slender Myth. I'm seeing, um, but similar to backrooms, they're, they're probably out there. They're just a lot of a ton of indie ones. Sure, um, on Roblox? And, oh my god, a million on Roblox. Oh yeah, and like earlier, like I said, um, if you just do a kind of walking around simulator, that's also scary. Man, I bounce on those so quick, you know. Same, same. Um, and I can handle spoopy, I guess, more than you because definitely I'll go in like on PT and love it, you know. Although you liked PT, didn't you? I never played it, dude. Oh, I never played it. my Goodness
0: gracious! I have it. It's still on my um, PS4 hard drive. Hard drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was too scared. I didn't. I didn't play yeah, it. But I have it. It, you it is.
1: It's one of my favorite kind of psychological. It's very short, but I love it. Like that's the kind of thing I want. Is I want more PT stuff. Which, by the way, if people don't know especially our younger listeners, PT was a- what are we talking
0: about? What the fuck is PT?
1: Playable teaser uh, set out before the game that was going to come out, Silent Hills, plural.
0: And it was supposed to have Hideo Kojima involved in it, right? Hideo
1: Kojima, and it got canceled. But before that, the playable teaser was kind of an aesthetic and a feel of what the game was going to be like, maybe. And all it is is a hallway with some rooms attached that you go around in circles, and things change. So the world changes of this house- as you go around uh, the hallway. And if different things show up, and I won't spoil anything, or for some reason somehow people can play it, but you generally can't play it, because they deleted it. And uh, unless you have saved it on your hard drive, it's gone forever. But it was very creepy and very like subtle in its beautiful creepiness. Yeah, I bring that up, because why? Uh, Slender Is this Man. the opposite of this game? Well, no, no, the idea is, I think so many people try to replicate that, which is yeah. walk somewhere, get kind of scared, get kind of freaked out, and oh man I apologize developers, but like 90% of you fail at that in <laughs> in my, Carl's hot take. Yeah, you're it's, not wrong dude you're it's not wrong. so hard to do it, you know um, so that being said, Slender Man The Arrival is new graphics to the same game, I think there's a couple updated things you can do, and there's kind of like a, you know, expansion parts of the game, but in general you arrive at a house it's creepy, the titles come up You're walking. You can run, so that's good. You can definitely have a run button. Uh, You can't jump, which whatever. And you get to a house, and you look around. You do, like, these kind of things where you find letters. You try to piece together the world, and nothing's really scary. It's just kind of dark and creepy. And then at some point, it doesn't tell you, to kind of Ron's point again, it doesn't tell you what to do at all, and you just decide to go into the woods because you're like, fuck, it's probably where I had to go because it's creepy. And then it's like, a lot of branching paths out in those woods. So I was just, like, fucking Uh going a direction. Branching paths. I get you. Nice. I didn't mean that. You didn't even mean that, but you did. You're natural. Yeah. Uh, So you do that a lot, and nothing happens for a very long time. (laughs) Um, Again, this is probably showing its age, right? Um, The game could, like, live on the fact that it had Slenderman in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And people were so excited about that. But now, in this day and age, 2023... I mean, this game has to give me more, you know? Right. Out the gate, I don't care about any letters I'm seeing or any of the stories. I don't care. I got to a barn. Uh, there was a kind of a jump scare, uh, whatever. So the only time I got interesting is that many, many minutes later, may, let's say a half an hour later. Oh, like a, that's too long. Maybe 20 minutes. Let's be. Okay. Still maybe 20 too long. long time later, I'm out in the woods somewhere and I see Slender Man in the distance and then he disappears. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, I like that shit. Like, you know, did I see him or did I not? And then later on, he just starts showing up a lot, right? And the idea is you don't want to get too close to him because then static happens and it does do some really cool, like, effects. You know, like, you just basically get fucked up and yeah. knocked out. But you have a chance. And I like the aesthetic of when he gets close, how the world just gets staticky. And, like, you see tentacles come from him and everything. It's, like, pretty fucking cool. So I like... That's my only pro for this game is tentacles? I like Man and the tentacles <laughs> and the effect, you know? And I did die on purpose once just to see what would happen, and it just knocks you out and you wake up somewhere else. Oh, okay. And I was also fine with that. You know, it didn't game over me. Um, so that's interesting. And people playing who already played it or like maybe yelling at their uh, podcast right now saying like, it gets better later. <laughs> but as you and I know, um, if a game doesn't do a good hook then we're both out you're out yeah for sure so i don't know if i'll go back because it's like halloween time and i'm still trying to play stuff that's spooky but i just was disappointed that it took so long um and if they redid it because the graphics and stuff like that that's cool but like i just feel like something should have happened earlier on
0: yeah yeah i hear you i remember my son playing this one when he was younger and it was like I remember watching it, and being bored out of my skull, and he was like looking for like book pages. Are you still looking for book pages? Oh yeah, you find pumpkins and pages. Okay, the pumpkins are new, but like I remember him looking for the pages. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like the most, bo- <laughs> most boring thing ever. They could have done more with it. So it sounds like maybe just a graphical upgrade on this creaky. I think that's what an old title. Yeah, yeah.
1: and they added pumpkins, I guess. Because and pumpkins, you find pumpkins. But I don't want to be a collectathon. I want to be freaked out, you know, in a yeah. really cool yeah, yeah. way. So, anywho, I'm passing on it, but. Uh, it's it's you know I think it's rather cheap and you know kind of cool if you like the original game. And there you go. All right,
0: let me talk about Dave the Diver. Been oh, hearing a lot about this yes. one this year. A lot about this one. Uh, Dan Weisenberger uh, gave us a formal full review at Game Critics. I believe he gave it like a nine. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, and it's I like an Oscar buzz.
0: Yeah, it's 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 killing it in the reviews and the awards buzz and everything. I can totally see why. This is actually a pretty great game, dude. Okay. Um, So Dave the Diver, what is it? It's, uh, I want to say it's from a Korean team. I could be mistaken. I believe it's from Korea. Uh, It's 2D pixel based. It's kind of like a roguelike, but not sorta really partial roguelike. You play Dave, who is this like chubby ass diver? It's pretty cute. His animation He's like this big, roly poly guy, and he's like the scuba diver. And they even call it out at the beginning. He's like, "Oh, what? All scuba divers are supposed to be slim?" Well, I'm I'm a great diver, and I'm like, "Yes, you are, Dave. I believe you." <laughs> and he is. He's a great diver. Um, so what happens is you go to a underwater phenomenon. It's called the Blue Hole. Um, it's like a lake, but in the lake there's like this giant blue section that's even bluer than the water. You can see it. And it's like this deep asshole that we don't know where it goes to. Weird stuff is in there and it changes all the time. So every time you dive, it's different, which is where the roguelike aspect comes Uh, in. So every time you dive in the blue hole, um, sometimes it's major change. Sometimes it's minor change. Um, I've seen like two major environment changes so far. I'm I'm sure there's more coming. Uh, But basically you go dive, you spear for fish, and then you bring the fish back to a sushi restaurant, which is on the shore of the blue hole. It has been set up there because the chef, his name is Boncho. Uh, he's an African American chef. He's like cool as fuck. He's like the the coolest chef I've ever seen in my life. Got the glasses. He's got like some moves. He knows his food really well. Like he's like an amazing sushi chef. He has put the restaurant there because he knows you can get basically any kind of fish in the world from the blue hole because it's like this weird phenomenon right mm. so he's making all kinds of random sushi so you dive you spear your fish you bring it back to the boat you go back to the sushi place and then when you get to the sushi place you're the waiter so you, you give the fish to the chef he chops up the sushi you get people coming in it becomes kind of like a restaurant sim where you're running back and forth but like super streamlined like none of the stuff that's in Dave the diver and there's a lot of stuff none of it is ever like too much to where you feel like you're over your head it's always just like oh it's a restaurant sim but simplified or like yeah oh i'm diving in the water but it's like simplified and it's like oh i got a hire staff but it's super simplified like there is a lot of stuff to do here different sushi res- recipes different fish you're doing side quests there's like underwater mystery there's crypto monsters there's um lots of apps on your phone and every app on your phone is like this whole other thing that you can do there's pokemon collection there's like there's there's all sorts of stuff in this game but literally everything is like it's in there but it's never overwhelming it's just enough and it's simplified and even though any one of those elements on its own wouldn't be enough because it's simplified when you've got 30 elements you're like okay wait i need this to be simple because there's 30 elements and it all comes together really really well like i'm Going in, and I find it super easy just to like do a couple dives, get some fish, come back, and there's always something to work on. There's always like a little side quest, or you're always trying to work towards the next upgrade of your scuba suit more oxygen, better, uh, better harpoon gun. You can unlock some special guns. Um, the animation in this game is fucking tops, dude. Like, it's really good animation. When uh, the chef goes into like his little I've come up with a new recipe animation. It's like a little mini movie, dude. You're like, oh, dude, this is the best. Like, he's just, like, chopping shit, and he's got his glasses on, the music's playing and everything. Like, just, it's really, really good. And the colors of the the blue hole when you're diving look really cool. Everything in the same is just, like, uber, uber, uber polished. Like, everything about it is just, like, painless, smooth, really simple. Everything is right where you think it should be. Everything works the way you think it should work. Um, like it's just like everything about it has just been very considered very well put together everything about it just like oozes quality from like every fucking aspect of it so wow.
1: it it's looks really so cool man
0: yeah it's really good I think it's really good. I've been playing it every night in bed it's great in bed it's great on the switch um, the text is like a little bit small but it's not painfully small um, but I play it on also on dock mode I think it's great in dock mode and I just it's really fun to dive get the fish come back now we will say I will say my only one gripe about this game, and it's, it's a strange one, well, two gripes, and they both have to do with the same thing, is the shooting. When you have your, your spear gun or your rifle or underwater triple gun or whatever it is gun you have, you also get a sword, by the way, and the sword is amazing underwater. But um, it's weird because you cannot shoot in 360 degrees, which you think you would hmm. because you're diving. You can only shoot to the left and the right, and you've got about, I don't know, 45 degrees on either side. But it's really strange because I find myself often wanting to shoot up or shoot down because you're surrounded by fish and you you're no in water. The water. Yeah. So I don't understand why they didn't do 360 degrees of shooting. That feels very strange to me. That's one of the only times when I'm like, what? Um, the other thing that has to do with the shooting is what I alluded to earlier was the weird controls because it's not shooting the way you think it is. You have to have your gun, hold down the button to ready your gun, and then you hold, pull the trigger to actually shoot. And that doesn't make sense because what you want to do is you want to hold like your trigger to aim and then you want to push the button to shoot. It's like yeah. the opposite of how gun mechanics work.
1: That sounds like the, the crow country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why they're doing it that way. I don't see an, uh, I don't see an advantage to it. And it feels like they're swimming upstream on this one just because I don't understand why it's not terrible. But it just doesn't feel intuitive. And I'm like, why did you... Man, everything is so slick in this fucking game. It's just, like, so slick. And I just, like, I don't know why they did that one decision. Because it feels like it sticks out. And I can't figure out if there's a way to change it. I don't think there is. Can I offer a
1: suggestion, though? Yeah, yeah. I think for both of our games, it was PC first.
0: Probably so. This sounds like a
1: mouse control, totally, to me. Yeah, it's Um, just...
0: It's so weird. Like, every game on console does it backwards than the way they do it here. And I don't know why they would do that.
1: Yeah. Anyway. By Um, the way, it's only on Switch, and it is on Steam, mm -hmm. but that's it. It's not on the other consoles right now.
0: I think it will probably be there, because this is an amazing game. I think everybody should play this. It's really fun. Um, It may not seem like maybe your jam at first glance, but, like, It's so well considered. It's so well put together. It's so easy just to do a dive and come back and do some sushi for a while. You're never doing anything for too long. Like, you're never getting bored of doing anything. There is crafting, but it just rolls along. There's always like three other things to do. And like, it's just, it's really balanced, really put together. It's, it's, it's excellent. It's really, really top notch. All the kudos you've heard for this game absolutely deserve. Dave the Diver is pretty kick ass. Yeah. No, I want to play it. Like, I I might even
1: just try it on Steam because, yeah, it it looks like, like you said, and, it's kind of like again to go back to crow country but like if it's done where every little thing you're doing is effortless yeah then y- you want to keep doing it it seems like from the trailer i was watching it's it's it did that perfectly. yeah dude
0: this is almost almost entirely frictionless and there's just it's you get these little micro bursts of fun and every time you're done with something you get like another burst of fun like it's like oh i nailed the sushi serving that was really fun and like oh i hired somebody new that was really fun and I, I killed that shark that was in the water that killed me before. Oh, that was really fun. Like, there's always like, these little these little micro milestones that you're doing. And it's yeah. just like you just keep wanting to do them. It's re- You just want to do one more dive, one more dive. And it's really tough to stop. And I think that's the mark of a great game. So This looks awesome. It looks awesome. Day of the Diver is hot shit. It's really good stuff. So there you go. Check it out. Check it out for sure. Okay. Over to you, Carlos. Diablo Season 2. I wasn't sure we were ever going to talk about Diablo 4 again. But here we are. Diablo 4. Season two, that equals six. So tell us about Diablo six.
1: It is not Diablo six.
0: <laughs> My
1: math holds up. Yeah. I mean, you can, if we want to call it, we can. It's a season of blood, though. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the season of blood. Oh, okay. Because of, you know, Halloween, too. And I, I guess, know. yeah. It's vampires. So it's vampires. Oh, okay. Um, and there's a couple things I want to bring it up for. One, for everything I've, like, you know, said bad about Diablo at times, you know, I played the campaign, beat it, kept playing it, played season one and did not enjoy season one, but played it because, again, it's Diablo, and that hook makes you feel good. There's a great dopamine hit when you play an ARPG like this, and you level up and you get fucking new loot. You know, it's hard. It's it's a tantalizing mix uh, to, to leave. And even though season one definitely, like, didn't fix anything enough and it was just a little bit more story, I still played it uh, and beat it. But then I definitely bounced and I was like, okay, even the next season, I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't know if I want to do it. So I just jumped back in because uh, I use this game, like I think a lot of people use POE or or Diablo to just relax and do some mind numbing, killing, you know, monsters and get loot. So I just jumped back in for fun. And every season, you know, you make a new character, which is kind of terrible in my opinion, but also... (laughs) Also can be fun because, you know, you try characters you never tried, right? And I think that's one of the things they want you to do. So I did a rogue finally, and I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And I fucking love her. She's so fun.
0: Interesting. You're Mr.
1: Barbarian to the core. I am. But what I did is I made a... And, you know, because Diablo is similar to other AAPRGs. You can, like, do your own build. You can listen to build guides and all that bullshit. But I always just, like, do what I feel on the skill tree. So I made a rogue that's kind of tanky. Okay. Which I don't think anybody's doing, which is, you know, rogues are fast. A lot of the abilities are like fly by the screen and kill things, you know? Yeah. I have two blades, so I'm dual wielding. And they're not like crazy damage, but they do a lot of damage fast, right? So I'm flying by, I'm doing my dodge roll. The rogue dodge roll looks really cool. And then I'm doing these, you know, fast moves, but I put tons of like... Uh, abilities and armor and stuff like that at, on the armor. So I'm just pretty damn tanky. So I'm a tanky fast rogue. Hmm. Um, so that's not the only reason why I went back in. That's pretty fun. But the Season of Blood gives you vampire powers, like vampiric powers. Or oh, you get vampire powers. Yeah, yeah, because in the very, very beginning, you get bit or something. Is
0: there a vampire class, or it just applies like a vampire no, modifier applies to existing a modifier. classes? Yeah, okay, to actually. any class.
1: And you have yeah, a whole well, skill tree for that. And that one just makes more sense than the first season's skill tree upgrade. I didn't tell you about that one, but it was boring. This one just feels more like it makes sense. Okay. So all that's more fun, right? And I I feel the abilities, like, right away. I feel like they're just better.
0: Like, what's an example of a new vampire ability?
1: Like, just like, it could even be something as simple as DPS or getting healing because you're, like... Getting healed doing from damage. damage, and, and damage yeah, like gotcha. It's not like necessarily the power power stuff. And I haven't even opened up all of them. But it just feels like it immediately makes an impact more, right? Than the other ones did. Gotcha. Like the other ones were things you slotted in your weapons and armor. And I feel like I didn't even know if they were helping me much. Like they were like resistance wise whatever. But yeah, I just feel like impact. And that's the key to this this um quick review of the season is that not only did they do this season that's interesting and the storyline's kind of cool with vampires. But they a made your horse faster. You didn't play this game, but you didn't know the horse was super slow and cumbersome. So the horse is like fucking fast now. Just listen to their audience and they're like, let's just make people be able to go around the map quick, you know? Sure, sure. A bunch of quality life stuff just is in this, you know, season two. So everything just feels more fun. It feels quicker, and it feels like loot's coming quicker. And it just is that loop. It, it makes you want to stay in that game. Gotcha. Um, and the only con is, I'll say, any of these Diablo seasons, they make you finish, like, chapters before you can continue the story on. Uh-huh. Right? Because there is a story arc and a boss and stuff like that. But I'm stuck right now because they want me to finish, like, six more objectives. So I hate that. Like, I don't like that in seasons. They're like, mm. go find four more dungeons and beat them, you know? Gotcha. That's yeah. the only thing I can say con because... In general, anybody listening who likes Diablo Four, this is the time to go back in because they just made it fun as shit. Um, I fucking love it, man. I really do. Diablo Four is one of my favorite, not only RPGs but my favorite like, yeah, RPG type games because it just got some sort of drugs in it. <laughs> and I don't even like do hardcore drugs or anything, but like, it's got some sort of dopamine hit that is vicious man it is yeah it's perfectly done yeah
0: interesting yeah i um i do like a good one of those when they work but this was not one that clicked with me i in fact it made me want to go back to diablo 3 if anything because i had a pretty good time with diablo 3 um but i was not convinced to go back i mean i might go back if i did i probably would go back and do that but anyway
1: the, the only last con i'll say is about these games in general because i had such a good time with it yeah like i just alluded to I don't want to wait to do objectives. I just want to do the story. Right. That's why Diablo 4, the original campaign, was so fucking fun to me. Because there was no, like, thing I had to do. Is I had to go beat the story, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. And so now that that's gone and these are seasons, it's just not as fun. Right? Because gotcha. I'm, like, doing objectives. But, man, I was playing it, like, fucking two hours straight last night just because I couldn't even stop. It's like... It's a good something. feeling.
0: It's a good feeling when, you know, this may not be my jam, but it's definitely connecting with you in any game that you can get into and just get that loop going of where you just you just want to keep playing. I, Yeah, I love that feeling when you just click with something that connects and you just get in that zone. That's a good feeling, for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's true. And the last thing I'll say is that the other quality of life thing is that there's, like, these zones that are just always there now where you can mm-hmm. go and, like, um, kill all their vampires to get vampire, you know, currency, let's say. to upgrade yourself but back in the day it was like only certain times you know of the day or like in 20 minutes from now there's going to be a thing oh yeah they got rid of that and there's it's just like always on the map somewhere which makes sense yeah so like quality of life fucking Diablo 4 I love it
0: excellent All right, that was Diablo 4 season 2 is it the season of blood is what you said season of blood season of blood there you go All right, let me talk about Endless Dungeon. Which you
1: sent me a code for. I didn't play yet. Did I send you a code for this? You did. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: hear me out, and then you can decide what to do at that point. Um, So this is the... I don't think it's a sequel, but kind of like maybe a a do-over or spiritual sequel to a game called Dungeon of the Endless. Uh, So Dungeon of the Endless... Now becomes endless dungeon. I'm sure you can see the connection there,
1: and the connection is because I heard from the developers it's in the same universe. Okay, so same universe (laughs) makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. Um. So full disclosure, I played Dungeon of the Endless. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Um. The only reason I didn't talk more about it at the time, the only reason it didn't make it on any of my lists, is because it was buggy as fuck. Mm. It was so buggy, and I don't know. I I believe we mentioned on the show where. Uh, I would play this game, and it's a roguelike, and I would be doing really well. i be on a good run, have good characters, and I'll go to the mechanics in a second. Hold on, folks. Um, and I would just be like, just rocking it. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the run. I'm gonna beat it this time. And then it would glitch the fuck out. And it was, it had one of those save systems, like the like the punishing roguelikes do, where if you stop the game, oh, you're trying to cheat, and we're gonna erase your progress. You're gonna go back to the start. Oh yeah. And, you know, like a sheer end or something like that does that. And it's like, fuck you. Your game glitched out, and I lost. um like really like three three or four like really good like i could actually beat the game runs mm-hmm. and they just kept glitching out and i got so fucking mad at it i just i had to quit it but it sucked because the game was really well done great graphics great gameplay great design everything about it was great i even went so far as to research it on other platforms because i'm like i love this game i really want to finish this game looked at it on pc said people said it was buggy ass there i looked at it on playstation people said it was buggy shit there i looked at it on xbox everybody said it was buggy there and i'm like fuck developers, please get your goddamn shit straight because you did such a great job with this game, but you didn't bug test it enough. And like everybody was complaining about lost progress and glitched runs. And it just made me so mad because I love that game. It was like, if it was a bad game, I wouldn't have given it two thoughts, but because I was having such a great time with it, it's so much more bitter and disappointing because I want to engage with this game, but also I can't just keep throwing my life away doing glitched out runs that I lose all my progress, right? The good news is
1: it's probably fixed now
0: uh not the old one
1: but hopefully in this new one no but I the just, old one just came out in 2014 it's gotta no, be fixed by now
0: no dude i literally just checked uh day before yesterday oh really they never went back and fixed any of it they never oh went God. they never okay. fixed it all right Let's i literally see. was like because i got this code for this i'm like oh i should go back and play the first one and i but I'm like no nah, no nah, nah. you got me once you're not gonna get me again and i checked they have not fixed any of it it's not fixed okay the new game then so the new game is basically the exact same thing as the previous game so in a in the general sense, that's awesome because their first game was awesome. It was really good. What the fuck is it? So you are in space. You get stranded on this weird thing. It's like a, I don't know, space station or alternate dimension. Like what? It doesn't matter. You're stuck in this place and you can't leave because time keeps looping. And so what happens is you are get together a group of uh, warriors. Like you're like a janitor. You're a space janitor. Uh, you weren't supposed to be there, but you got there. You're the janitor. You meet up with like a lady who's kind of like a bounty hunter type. There's a robot. There's a whole bunch of characters you can unlock. And this is played in like isometric fashion, kind of top down into the side. Mm-hmm. And you go inside these levels. Now, it, this is a little bit hard to explain. So bear with me for just a second. You have this map and you want to get to the end of the map. How you do this is you must have a, a crystal, which you start at the beginning of the map. You must clear a path for the crystal in order to get the crystal to the end of the map. That's what opens the door for you, and that's how you get out. Now, that sounds easy, but along the way, all these monsters and stuff will rush you. So it's kind of like a roguelike. It's kind of like a real-time shooter. It's also kind of like tower defense because monsters will come and try to bash your crystal. So you have to set up all sorts of like emplacements along the way to stop them from getting to your crystal. Now, you can also run in there and shoot them yourself, but it's real easy to get overwhelmed. So basically... You're exploring a dungeon that's randomly generated. You start in the room with the crystal that you have to protect. You have to not only find out where the exit door is, you have to eventually get the crystal there. And how that works is you explore enough to where you can earn resources. You set up little gun towers and placements, defenses, whatever. You upgrade your guys in roguelike fashion. When you find the door, you're like, okay, I need to get the crystal from point A to point B. I'm going to hit this button. The crystal's going to move. It sprouts little robot legs and it walks. And as soon as it starts walking, all fucking hell breaks loose. Every monster from, like, miles around hears the dinner bell ringing, and they come straight for your ass, right? So you have to prepare to move that crystal. Get ready, because you know it's going to rush, like, hard. And so the whole time you're, like, collecting resources, setting up your emplacements, figuring out the best path. And there's not enough resources to go around. You can't just throw down, like, a thousand gun towers, right? Like, you would only put down a certain amount because there's only so many resources to go around. So you're like, okay... I got to, like, be really judicious about this. If the the crystal's got to go east, northeast, then I got to put guns along that route, which means I need to leave other rooms undefended because I don't have enough guns to go around, which means also if monsters come from that way, you got to go kill them yourself to stop them from crawling up your ass. Mm. So I know that sounds kind of complicated.
1: I mean, is this making any sense of what I'm saying? It is, I'm wondering why they're so hungry for that crystal. Is there a story reason why they... I think it's yummy. I think that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a t- tasty morsel. It's a tasty um, morsel. I get it. I right now I'm noping the fuck out based on that concept. Yeah. Um I do like the idea of it being like a mixture of like the um, tower defense with that stuff. Yeah, but man, I don't like the idea of the crystal. So what do you so- think? It's,
0: I mean, I'm into it, dude. I love the, I mean, this is exactly what the first one, Dungeon of the Endless, Endless Dungeon, same game. The only difference was with Dungeon of the Endless, the old one, it was 2D, flat, pixel-based graphics, which were great graphics, by the way. I love their art. This time it's 3D uh, polygonal, um, it's isometric, and so the perspective has shifted a little bit, but basically the same game. But again, the first game was awesome. I loved it, and it was broken. I could never fix it. So I feel like this is kind of like a second chance in some ways, right? Okay. So I like the play. I think it works really well. I think controls are good. I think the systems are good. I think the tutorials are really good. I think it's just a really great system. And I feel like it's kind of unlike anything else out there. It feels very different. And I do like how they implement like getting characters. There are permanent upgrades you can get. So there's your progression right there. You get better as you go. The further you go, unlock new things. I mean, there's like little micro uh, uh, goals that you can do micro quests along the way as well. It's just a really, really interesting high-adrenaline, like high-impact kind of game formula, where it's not static like most tower defense games are, but it's also not just a run-and-gun, and so you're engaging multiple parts of your brain at the same time. Yeah. And it also looks great. It's got a uh, you know, funny story. You go back to the hub and talk to some aliens that are trapped just like you are. You eventually jo- have them join your team, and you can mix and match who's on your team, and stuff like that. It's just it's just a really fucking good game. It's a really good game. Um, I think it's really well done. I haven't finished it. It's going to take me a while to chew through it. But... In a sense, I'm glad that it's here because I, I never really got my my piece of yeah. that original game. And so this is like a do-over. I'm just hoping that this game is not going to be as buggy as that last one. If it's not well, buggy, then I think we'll be in good shape.
1: It doesn't seem like it is so far.
0: Nothing so far, which is positive. <laughs> knock on wood. Knock on wood. But we'll see because I guess I just got so burned by them never fixing their old, their old game. That really just really pissed me off. Yeah. So hopefully they get it right this time. But so far, all indicators are green. I think this is a really fucking interesting combination of elements. If you've never played it, check it out. If you like roguelikes, if you like action games, you probably haven't ever played anything quite like this. And I think that's a really good thing to say about it.
1: Yeah, I think if you like roguelikes, it's a no-brainer. It seems like it's a really cool mixture of genres. I just won't play it because of the progression thing, even though you said there's like some upgrades. I don't know. I still... I'm not a person who wants to do a run of a game. I mean, if I send you a code, just
0: try it, man. I mean, That's sure you, you do. I'm going to yeah, try Yeah, you it. may just try it just for funsies and, yeah. and see what it's all about. It's really sharp. It's really slick. Great I art mean, design. Everything about it is
1: great. So. I like what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, like, for, at the end of the day, I, I, I want to feel like if this game was just like, um, you know, it wasn't roguelike and it was just straightforward, sure. like XCOM or something, you just yeah, do yeah. levels... It, I would be, of course. So, but I'll try it. I'll try it. Just give
0: it a shot. You don't got to marry it. Just you know, just take it out once or I twice. See what it's all about, and yeah. then
1: move I'm on. Jumping in a marriage.
0: Jeez. There please. you go. All right. Now, boy, we've got. <laughs> this is we are we are spoiled for fucking choice this year, folks. Because Carlos is going to talk about one of the biggest games of the year. Yep. I'm going to talk about an absolute fucking delight of a surprise, which came across my radar, and then you're going to finish. With another one of the biggest games of the year. We got so many fucking games to talk about.
1: Hit after hit after hit. Well, hit, we don't know exactly. if a hit, but like big game after big game. I suspect it's going to be
0: a hit. Let's talk first about Spider-Man 2. It's the game a lot of people are playing. It's on anybody's mind. If you got a PlayStation, I'm sure you know it came out. A lot of people love Spider-Man 1. A lot of people played the Miles Morales that came out after that. This is Spider-Man 2. Uh, I, I've seen endless videos, endless coverage, endless chatter about this. But you have played it, and we're going to hear from you right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, how do I take this? It's Insomniac, and they basically made the perfect Spider-Man game. So, okay, put that time. out there. That's kind of like an asterisk, kind of a top top level uh, back of the back of the box quote. Okay, it's a perfect Spider-Man open world game. Done. Now, just to clarify, are you saying are you
0: saying a perfect Spider-Man game, or are you saying this is like the most perfect one out of all of them?
1: I think it's out of all of them. Yeah. So,
0: like, so this is like number one out of all the Spider Man games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Obviously, with graphics, obviously, um, you know, they're pushing the PS5. uh, You know, there's no load times when you're, when you finally go fast travel, it's like you're just there. It's crazy. Like, what they're pulling off is crazy. Um, So, that's the top level. It's like fantastic Spider Man game. Now, the caveat is Carlos doesn't really care too much about Spider Man games. If you recall that we talked about on this podcast, the original yes. and, and Miles Morales, I think I played both. Well, I know I played both. Um the original Spider-Man, again, I thought was pretty good at what it does, but I thought it was too hard in normal mode. And cuz I was like, it's Spider-Man. He shouldn't yeah. get shot, you know. And then I turned it down or whatever, like easier mode or something and had a good time with it. But I just, you know, it's finding a million backpacks. It's collectibles. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, right? Because
0: I feel the same way that you did. And in fact, I think I liked it even less than you did. You did. Because I felt like it was too much combat. The combat was too hard. And then the city was just like too much of like findy, seeky stuff like the backpacks and just like a lot of like repeated content. It just felt like too long and too much and too boring. So I kind of bounced. I didn't finish it. Um, And I didn't even come back for Miles Morales, um, even though everybody said that was the shorter, better version. So... I guess the important thing to know, just between you and me, I know this is probably not, not what everybody wants to hear right now, but just between you and me, knowing how we felt about the first Spider-Man, is it different or is this just more of the same?
1: Well, you're jumping ahead to my conclusion now, but I will do it because okay. it, it makes sense in line what we're I will about. put a pin in that and I will patiently wait. No, no, no I'm going to say it right now. Oh, you're going to say it now? Okay, yeah. I will not wait. My pin is removed. You remove the pin and just remember it for the ending. Okay. Um, I don't really still like these games <laughs> <laughs> like it's still not like super fun like i don't get excited like a, another game i'll talk about soon foreshadowing number four foreshadowing T- you know to jump back in and understand what the fuck's going on it's very fun and i think i actually knocked down again and i i did uh to talk about the difficulty i did knock it down back to story or whatever story um, mode okay and there's a ton of accessibility features, which I'll talk about, but I made it easier on myself so okay. that it's, that it is just fun. And I'm not like worried about the combat. Like I was, even with Spider-Man one, I think I not bumped it down and still had a problem.
0: Yeah. It was difficult. I, I yeah. think it was unf- un- unreasonably difficult. Yes. This, unpleasantly.
1: this allows you um, to do enough things to change it that if I play it later tonight, which I probably will, it's just fun to play. So I, okay. so it's better that than the first one. Right. But also, that thing of collecting things, there's a fucking ton of things to collect and okay. outfits and all that shit, and I don't care for that, and I don't uh, want to just go around the city doing things. Like, there's a million little things you can do. Right. To me, that's just not that fun, and I think they do the best version of it, but I, I wouldn't care. Still not that fun. Still not that fun to me. What's fun and interesting, and this is kind of into the meat of it, is, like, the story bits. And you play, by the way, as, as Peter and Miles – both, okay. So you can split between the two, right? Sometimes it chooses for you, but you can switch whenever you want. And again, seamless. As soon as you go to the other person, it just loads. Um, it's fantastic what the PS5 is doing with this game. And, you know, so I just like the story mission. So, you know, you, you'll jump into a story mission which will go in the past, you know, Little Peter or whatever. And then you'll jump to a mission that's just about miles of story. And then there's a huge set piece, right? Whether obviously a big bosses and stuff like that. And you're doing crazy things, and then you get to rest and just go explore the city. So the pacing's really well, and those little the missions and the actual oomph is interesting to me. Uh, I think more than the first one. Okay. So because again, okay. I, mean, I think it's got Miles and his whole thing and his mom and you know the Prowler and all that stuff that I actually remember from Miles Morales. The game. Yeah. Yeah. And then and the sh- the the movie, right? Yeah. And so there's just more, I'm more invested more into what's going on. And I think they do those flashbacks and different side things, just really interesting. Uh, The thing I alluded to earlier was like a a, a flashback where you were just riding bikes with your buddy, you know, or maybe that was in the present. Uh, But either way, it was like a side thing you're doing, you know, and it's not just collecting shit. Right. So I don't, I think the story's done well. I think... The accessibility is good. You'd appreciate this, and everybody should. But the very beginning, uh, one of the main characters is using sign language in Yeah, the game. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, and it's so effortless and seamless and normal, which is great. Yeah. You know, just to be like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. He uses sign language. I, I use it as well, you know, yeah. uh, around him and stuff like that. Uh, and then the accessibility features in the game itself are, like, unparalleled. Like, you yeah. can change anything you want, could think about in this game. Which including includes turning off cutscenes or no? I, I'm sorry, turning off quick time events. Okay, I just have them on auto. They just fucking work, you know. Cool. Yeah. So I basically dumbed it down to be like, I just want to be a superhero, and this game more than the other ones lets you do that. Like, just it's easy, you know. You okay. can you can make it fun, and I just go in and kick ass when I have to, and then I you know explore. Yeah. Um, so that's the the top level and the main story. I think it's the best Spider Man game. I think it's really fun. Um, But like the ending was, I told you in the beginning, which is I don't care too much for this (laughs) style of game. Yeah. Um, Kind of like an open world collect a thon style. I like open world, but I don't like open world collect a thon. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, like Infamous is one of my favorite games of all time. I like the character. Obviously, it's a little bit uh, biased because it's Native American and uh, Infamous Second Son. And, you know, there's certain games that I, I get into invested so much into the playing of it, but I'm not super invested in Peter Parker um, for, for that side of things for sure. And then the other thing I'll say, and this is the thing I was going to surprise you with is one of the most interesting things is that the NPCs in this game, which I found out, found out early on, a ton of mm. them are randomly um, voice acted and they'll actually have the voice actors go on for a very long time. So I found uh, the very first, uh, you know, kind of a couple of people I found was construction workers talking, a guy and a girl, and they were talking about how, you know, these columns, I think they're not going to be like load bearing and, you know, I'm afraid of my guys getting hurt, you know, and the other guy's like, yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, they also want to do these tiles. And she's like, I don't think we should do the tiles. We should worry about these columns. You know, the load-bearing columns. Just these random,
0: like, really, really long, long long-winded
1: conversations. Long-winded conversations, but real people, and it's, like, it feels Mm -hmm. improv, you know? Like, um, it's not like what you see so many times in Cyberpunk and all these other games. You hit a button, then the NPC goes, like, one can line, you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Hi. Yeah. So this, it feels more believable and real. And that first one I did, by the way, I made a TikTok of. Um, This is the surprise uh, just tonight, it hit 1.1 million. Wow! Yeah, that's amazing, dude. It's crazy. Um, I can't really take full credit. I made the funny part, and I took the edit, whatever. I found the funny, I guess. Sure. But the point is, I think that speaks volumes to what this game is doing. It's it's populating the planet or populating the city with a ton of NPCs. A lot of them. It sounds dumb sometimes. Still, you know, it still can sound dumb. But sometimes it sounds like I I'm looking at the future of games. You know, we're like, oh, that feels like a real world for a minute. Right. So not right. not again, if you look for too long, they'll stop talking or sure. they'll repeat themselves somewhere. But in little glimpses, and I think that's why that TikTok did so well, is that it looks and feels more real than we've been used to. Just for a moment. Yeah. Just for yeah. a moment, you know. Um, so besides that TikTok story, uh, and you can look at it on my glitch to the ground, but yeah, I think it's interesting and fun, but truth be told, I'm really just going around looking at NPCs right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Like that's like the the most fun thing to do, uh, and then I jump back into the story. Uh, I don't know if this is a good review or not. I think it's very good. Did I did I convey any sort of sense? I mean, this it sounds what it sounds like to
0: me is, and correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like an expanded, more polished experience that is very similar to the original spider-man and it just so happens that this is a podcast where neither one of us really liked the first spider-man that much and so you are instead finding your fun by experimenting with um, the world and discovering these really funny goofy npc conversations
1: and yes and yes and i do enjoy because of the accessibility and because of I think just in general the move sets and stuff because there's a skill upgrade tree. I didn't even talk about that, but you know there's like upgrades and shit. I think it's just more fun to do the combat in this one. Okay, well that's so I will say that right. Like it's just not something I'm itching to do. Like run tonight. I'm itching to go back and find an NPC that I can record, but it is interesting and fun to do the story. Um, I will also say that people thought it was really interesting that um, what's her name, Mary Jane. Has stealth missions that no one liked in the first game. They brought her back to do stealth missions, which no one liked that. But they made her like John Wick OP, <laughs> so she like just shoots and kills people that like not she, even Spider Man. She like dual even. wielding pistols and jumping yeah. sideways and shit. I haven't got to a one yet, but like I heard that she's just OP. And they I mean were that like, sounds amazing. That's that kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a so, good developer response to feedback.
1: Yeah, they're like, we're going to keep those missions, but we're going to make her like super badass. So. I don't know. I think if you like Spider-Man, no shit, dude. This is like the best version of that game. Um, I just get a little bored sometimes. But yeah, yeah, it's really fun. <clears throat> All right.
0: Spider-Man 2. Check it right. out. Check it out if you like Spider-Man. Okay. So this, I was not planning to talk about this game. I didn't even know anything about this, but I have to talk about it. Okay. So for the last couple weeks at least the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of jonesing for like an XCOM style game because I love, I love XCOM, XCOM. but I played the shit. I played the shit out of XCOM, uh, all the XCOMs basically. I, and I don't, I don't want to play. I mean, I was even, I was so desperate. I was like, Oh, maybe I could do another run of XCOM too. That's such a good game. And maybe I could do something. I mean, I, I played it so fucking much, dude. I, there's nothing I haven't done. But I was just like, I just wanted to play something in that vein, right? And there yeah. just hasn't really been anything good lately. Well,
1: remember the one that we both bounced on that was very XCOM. Yeah. But it was Phoenix, hard.
0: Phoenix Point or something like that? With that the was...
1: portals and the gun, and the arm thing. No, oh, the arm guy. Remember the guy that has the arm abilities? I don't know what you're talking about. The war- the wormholes and stuff. Oh, my goodness. The post-apocalyptic. It like, it, oh, oh, oh. You are ta- almost yes, like yes. it.
0: You you're, you're talking about uh, Mutant Year Zero, yes. but the sequel was
1: the other one. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> the other one. But we both bounced at some point. Yeah, we, we got both bounced. The... I
0: thought that was going to be it. That wasn't it. That it wasn't was it. Yeah, the sequel yeah. to Mutant Year Zero it didn't that didn't click. So I'm just Jones in this whole time, right? Like I'm, there's nothing's really clicking. I'm just like ah, this sucks. I guess you can't whatever. And so I go to Xbox uh, to put in that code that I talked about earlier. For the game that just where they didn't respond to my controller, I, I go to put the code in and I like, go, oh, this sucks. I can't even play this game. I'm like, well, let me see what's on. Let me see what's on Game Pass. I haven't been in Game Pass for a while. What's new? I go to the new arrivals mm-hmm. and I'm looking and I'm like, what the fuck is this? The Lamplighters League. I'm like, wait a minute. I heard about this. I heard about this a couple years ago. Yes. It's coming from Hairbrain Schemes who made the recent Shadowrun games. Uh, and these are the people who are, um, you know, game game vets. They've done a lot of games in the past. I am completely blanking on what they've done, but I know they're. I'm, I know looking, they're I'm veterans. looking up right now. Yes. Look mm-hmm. it up. But they're all famous skilled developers. Hairbrain, um, Hairbrain Studios, Hairbrain Schemes is what they're called.
1: They did Shadowrun, um, BattleTech, Necropolis. Yeah, the BattleTech stuff. But the Shadowrun's the most I think. But well the developers.
0: Who's the... They're, like, they've got some real power developers who are in that studio who have done other things. I oh, you mean the mean? actual people? The actual people,
1: yeah. I'm not going to find that right
0: now. You're not going to find it now. But regardless, just take me at my word. I know that there's people okay. in there who, have, who are famous from other games. Anyway, so I remembered hearing about this game, the Lamplighters League, like a million years ago. Probably two. And I didn't hear anything about it since then. Nothing. Didn't know what genre it was i didn't know what happened to it is it an mmo is it pc only like what happened like fucking sucking vortex of fuck all nothing right and i go to game pass and it's right there Mm -hmm. i'm like what the fuck what what where did this game come from uh and so i'm like well shit i'll just download it and i thought it was going to be like a twin stick shooter or something like that and i start playing i'm like oh it's an xcom game what so basically uh this is imagine like XCOM 2 where I mean it takes a lot of cues from XCOM 2 I'm gonna say that up front takes a lot of cues from XCOM 2 which if you're gonna steal steal from the best but also Mm -hmm. this game does a lot of things on its own that feel very fresh and different so it's not just a clone but basically imagine Indiana Jones plus XCOM where you're like the 1930s style adventurer you've got like Fedora the Cold War you know blonde German secret agents You've got like, you know, the technology had advanced that much, you know, kind of like Hitler's on the rise, kind of a vibe. Yeah. Third Reich are kind of looking for like the occult stuff and all that, you know, like Hellboy or um, what is the uh, the third Indiana Jones, maybe the best one. What is the uh, Temple of Doom? No, oh, that? one that came after Temple of Doom. Um, we're showing yeah. our oh, my Indiana God, my Jones range. No, I know what it is. It's uh, it's my favorite one. It's John it?
1: Connery. And you know that? Oh yeah, the Sean Connery one. What um, is? The, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Anyways, I'm it my also had, ass right here. Anyway, it looks like steampunk too, a little in a way. Like kind of a little bit, but ancient. I don't a know. A little
0: bit. There's a there's some definitely some mystery. There's magic. Um, there is like all sorts of stuff. So, but like, but you're flying around in like an old seaplane, and you're yeah. using like old style guns. But there's also magic, and there's also. Uh, like a genius guy who invents like a Tesla cannon or something. It's like, you know, it's kind of that mishmash of stuff. So it's definitely like Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is what it is. That's called, what it is. Right? It is yep. Jesus Christ. That's embarrassing. Um, but plus XCOM. And so I'm like, oh man, okay, this is kind of my jam. Like I was the one in an XCOM game and I like this style. And I start playing it. This game's great, Carlos. It's great. I have feeling. It's super fucking good. And I'm like, oh my God, why is no one talking about this game? Why did they not? do any pr for this game how come i didn't know this game existed how come i didn't know this game was out what is going on this is crazy because this game kicks fucking ass dude
1: can i Um, can i put a little bit of a damper on a parade please do uh well one please do please Um, do i welcome it yeah so it looks amazing and i actually have seen this a while ago and i remember it just being off my radar like yeah same same um the graphics look amazing the art style is so cool yes um and it's got a cool vibe so i looked at some of the comments and some of the comments are saying that there was a bunch of layoffs at some point oh no like a fuck ton and there wasn't uh much advertising and most of the reviews are saying like that sucks because this game's fucking great um but yeah there might be some like problems uh with the actual studio
0: so i think that might be
1: why we haven't heard about it there's been you know some issues there but Looks like they made something pretty special.
0: Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with Hairbrain schemes. Um, I, I played a couple of early games, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't really connect with them very much. I played them all, and I thought they were all, like, okay, like, pretty good, but they just weren't – they didn't have that thing, you know? No one put their foot in it for me, and I just, it just didn't taste right. Uh, but this one is, like, all kinds of perfect. Like, it is just, like, hitting on every level. I mean, number one, you have a cast of predefined characters, which is my always favorite thing, dude, because you have, like – the German lady spy, but she's also like a bruiser, where she like beats people up with her fists. And you would think that she'd be like the the thief or like you know the nimble. No, 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 no. She's like the ass kicker. Nice. And then you've got like the Indiana Jones like pilot guy. He's got like double pistols and he's kind of like an American go get him guy. There's a guy from the Middle East who's like the sneak thief, but he's really funny. Like he's really quick with wits and he's got these really cool sneaking powers. Um, there's a bunch of other characters I haven't found yet. I've only i only played this for like a day and a half, but I've been glued, glued to it because, um, the story is you're, you're, it's kind of like XCOM where like these three nasty people are trying to find this like magical resource. They're going to bring about the end of the world. You have to stop them. So each one is like led by a super powered boss and they each have their own like disciples. One is like a Cthulhu type lady. One is this guy that uses like fire powers and one is like, eh, I forgot the other one is robots or something. I can't remember what the third guy, it doesn't matter. But like you go on these missions, you choose whatever mission you want and it shows you like on the game clock, hey, these three guys are making progress on their plans. You have to stop them and you have to roll back the clock. So like every time you do a mission for like, let's say you fight the German guy who's the fire guy, you beat him, uh, then his clock rolls back pretty far. And so you can, you bought yourself some more time on that, you know? So you're constantly looking at the different clocks to make sure that no one advances their plan and, and brings about the end of the world. You're also trying to gain resources. You're also trying to recruit new agents at the same time. So there's like the whole world management system that was pretty pretty well uh, polished in XCOM 2. But it works. It works really well. And I think it's super interesting and it's good. But where this game really diverges is like in the moment-to-moment gameplay. It feels very different. It does not feel like XCOM 2 like at all. But in a good way. In an excellent way. You take uh, at least three agents into a level. Sometimes four, but usually three, and the teamwork is so important. Uh, for example, uh, your German lady, uh, who is the, spe- the 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 bruiser, she can take like extra turns if she kills somebody. So like, what you want to do, for example, is like your Middle Eastern guy can take a couple pot shots at somebody, soften him up. She goes and like punches that guy out. If she knocks him out, then she gets another turn to go. And so you might be up against like six guys, and you're thinking, "Fuck, we're outnumbered." But if you use your team mechanics, like take them out carefully, you can take out the whole crowd and like take no damage. Like it really shows like the synergy between characters, which is awesome. There's also a really interesting real-time element where you feel tense. Like you're not just walking in in a turn by turn basis. It's real time at first. Mm. And you can see enemies walking around real time. You can see their vision cones. And so you're like dodging them. You're trying not to make too much noise. And then sometimes they'll just like, they'll come after you or sometimes they'll spot you or something. And so you're kind of like managing it in real time. Um, you have special powers which are available only in real time, which is neat. You can, like, backstab guys or take them out silently. But then when shit goes down, it switches into turn-based, and then you have to, like, use your other powers for turn-based. It's a really great system. The real-time elements work fantastically. I think it just it adds an element of tension that really a lot of the turn-based games don't have. And so you're, you're constantly thinking about hiding, using cover, as you would if you were, like, a real spy or whatever. Like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Climbing up on stuff, whatever. And then when you get into the turn-based battles, like, it's really interesting. All the different powers you have. And there's, I mean, there's lots of stuff to it. You, there's upgrades. There's equipment you can get. There's special abilities, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, There's also penalties. Like, if you lose a guy, um, he'll die. But there's a way to resurrect him, which is, like, a secret thing. Or they take stress. And so you have to, like, give him a week off. Uh, but it affects him in different ways. And I know that some of these things are common to Helm, But it does not feel like that. Like, it may be in the same basket. But it does not feel like a clone. I've heard some people say it's too much of a clone, and I, I
1: strongly disagree with that. Yeah, I, Just in the art alone, it just feels like its own thing. Oh, yeah. It's dude, like such art, a unique yeah. vibe.
0: It's like really kind of cool, cartoony, like really nice art. The art is beautiful. Every character has tons of personality. There's tons of dialogue. They're constantly talking to each other in the mission. And when you get back to home base, there's all these little conversations you can have. It's just a fucking great ass game dude like great mechanics um that is obviously inspired by some of the classics in the genre but it adds so much of its own it does not feel like anything else i've played and i played a lot of these dude yeah i I play basically every turn-based tactic this one stands apart on its own great ideas great real-time integration great systems great characters the vibe and the tone punching these like quasi-nazi dudes feels fucking good and like fighting the cthulhu guys is like scary when they show up everything about this game pops dude now we will say that i have a couple things couple things i want to say things that are bad number one your walking time is a little bit too slow um i think that you should speed up a little bit there's no run button it's not a big deal but like when you're like in the real time section you're just walking around i kind of wish you could like sprint or something
1: yeah you should probably be able to run yeah yeah
0: so there's no run so that sucks uh number two this game um struggles a little bit like it struggles in terms of production so maybe that has to do with their team getting laid off or whatever but like struggles build, on xbox
1: though we, oh, we, yeah. sh- we should mean, make the asterisks. I'm, I'm Specifically, I'm on Xbox. So maybe the, it doesn't struggle on PS5. Fine, yeah.
0: it, that's true. That's very true. Um, but like when I go into like, uh, the it's called recon mode where you can pause the game and just look at the whole map to see where you need to go. Oh, it's juddery. The frame rates drop so hard. It's fine any other time. It's fine when you're not doing that. But for whatever reason, when you get to look at the whole map, it just it chugs. It's really bad. So I wish they would fix that. Um, but that's not anything near enough to like dampen the joy I'm getting from this game, dude. I have, I have not been able to put this game down and I'm still playing cyberpunk and I love cyberpunk, but like once I got into this, I'm like, oh shit, dude, this is like my jam on so many levels. It is so great and fun. Some people say it's repetitive. I mean, maybe that's going to be true. I've played it for only about a day and a half. So I haven't hit the repetitive part yet, but you know, any game in this, like if you look at XCOM 2, like probably the defining game of the genre. Yeah, you were doing a lot of the same missions. You were, like, grinding resources. You were fighting aliens. That's kind of how this kind of game goes. And I'm, I'm here for it, dude. Like, I'm yeah.
1: enjoying it, right? So, that's the gameplay loop you're playing it for. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I'm here for. A question is, and I think I know the answer, but it's definitely not roguelike. So it's like you're going through the story, right? Like, it's a yeah. campaign-based game. Yes, it is, yes. Which makes me even more want to pick it up because, again, oh, I wanted to like an XCOM game with that Mutant Year Zero game. The whatever the follow-up to yeah it. yeah yeah and it got too difficult and weird on how hard it was but this seems like it's balanced it's
0: got the so it really depends on like what your team is how you use their powers there's difficulty levels and also um yeah you can save and stuff i wish there was a quick save there's a quick save because i save a lot um but i will say also that um gosh what was i guys gonna say i was going to say something that was very important and thoughtful and really significant let me and,
1: do a tangent while you think about oh it. no no i remember i remember. You got I remember. it okay
0: um, you can fail the campaign, just like an XCOM. If you let these these quasi-Nazis get away with their plan, if you don't stop them, and there's plenty of opportunity. I mean, they, they surface it at every every opportunity like, hey, so-and-so made some progress. Hey, so-and-so made some progress. If you don't stop them, you can fail the whole campaign, just like an XCOM. Oh, so there's okay. also more pressure there, too, to, like, you really feel like you need to prioritize your missions, prioritize what you're doing. You can split your team up into different, different areas and stuff. Like, it's just fucking great, dude. I think everything about it is great it starts with a wonderful platform to start from, and it just goes in a different direction and its own flavor. I fucking love this game.
1: Can you slow that down, though? That, that they're gonna be beat you if you don't do it because in other games like this, you could like slow that timer down, yeah, the way or so turn if it you, off
0: if you cannot turn it off, but you can pick the easy mode so they advance more slowly. And also, you just watch the clock, and whoever's getting furthest ahead, you go beat them down, like do a mission for that oh, okay. guy, yeah, and then it. that winds his clock back, his or her clock back. So, you got to just be paying attention. Don't let any of them get too far. So, sometimes you may end up having to rather than pursue your campaign story. Well, the German guy's getting too far. I got to go stop this guy's right. plans real quick, knock his clock back, and then you can go back to what you're doing. That's
1: the only thing I'm a little allergic to in these games, but it still seems like you know all the other stuff outshines oh, it. Outshines I
0: fucking it. love this game so much, Looks dude. Beautiful. It is so good. I'm having so much fun. And I can't believe I just lucked into it on in Game Pass. No PR, no heads up. I am like the number one customer. I am in the center of the Venn diagram for this game. Yeah, I can't believe nobody said shit about it. I even went back to my, my Gmail archive, and I'm like, did I miss it?
1: Nope. Last no. time I heard about this game, 2018. Well, I'll tell you why. So I, I was doing a little research and listening. Um, and weirdly enough, Harebrain Studios is here in Seattle. They are. I didn't know if you knew that. Okay. I did know that, yeah. Um, And they, at some point, were bought by Paradox Interactive. Yep. yep, Their logo's on the game. the issue was that Paradox, uh, they, you know, they didn't want it. They wanted to sell a certain amount, like a lot of owners slash publishers, whatever. And it didn't. So they didn't really do the press, and they did layoffs. So I think that they said, as of January 1st, Harebrain will once again become an independent studio. Uh, oh, that was the beginning of this year, right? So they basically probably are their own studio again, but don't have the backing of this huge company that was going to do probably all that oh, press man. for them.
0: That sucks. Political Which means, stuff like that sucks.
1: Yes, it does. But that's why we have a podcast and we have a voice. Like, let's have everybody go buy this game. You know, oh man, and this go game support is so them. good.
0: Yes, please support them. Yeah, the Lamplighters League. It's on. It's on Game Pass. Go play it on Game Pass. You it's can on buy it Windows on as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's fucking great if you love XCOM, and you love Indiana Jones, and you love like Hellboy, and you like Cthulhu stuff. I mean, God, this game's fucking got it all. I fucking love this game. It's so good. So check good. check it out for sure. For sure. Support right. indies and check it out. Absolutely. Okay. Enough about the Lamplighters League. Go play it. Last game of the show, and it's going to be a big one. I think we're all going to be talking about it. Alan Wake 2, long j-joo, time j-joo. in coming. J-joo.
1: It's finally here. It's finally here. Yeah, it's pretty good. And moving on. And moving on. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, I think I texted you about it, and I don't want to spoil it because I know you don't have time to play it right now. I will, we're, but not right now, yeah. We've done this, I think, twice on the show, but let's do it again. Uh, what did we both think about Alan Wake originally? or What did you think about it?
0: Um. Gosh, I... I liked it in general i didn't love it but i liked it okay i think is that what you're is that what you're fishing for
1: i'm just fishing for your opinion of what,
0: what oh was okay like. okay. How well, are you me, feeling? okay i thought you were like trying to get me to say something but no no i i liked it didn't love it um and i think the best part of that game was the dlc yeah um, but there there's a lot of potential ones. you mean the, yeah.
1: the uh, american nightmare one
0: that was pretty good uh, but also the the one the very end one when he was like in the dream world where he's doing like the right. giant typewriter he's stuff the extra typing yeah that was that the was first DLC good. then
1: yeah. they did American Nightmare which believe it or not I didn't play and I really enjoyed Leo that Mike. was pretty good I yeah. actually liked American Nightmare yeah but before I started this one uh, and I highly recommend anybody listening to this review or just thinking about playing it I went to YouTube did the story so far videos right? Okay, and uh, I think they put one out as well. Remedy put one out. Yeah, Game it's, it's been a minute since Alan Wake, yeah. so it's great because it does kind of get you set in that mindset of like I I beat Alan Wake, of course, and the DLC, but I didn't play American Nightmare, so it's nice to know that kind of perspective. But when it first came out, um, why I liked it more than you is because it's it huge nods to Twin Peaks. Oh, um, big time, big yeah. Time. It's not only just like a fun kind of creepy third person. Uh, I wouldn't call it a horror game, just kind of a mystery weird game that you can actually do some combat with and fight kind of shadow monsters. Yeah, a lot of combat in the game. But it was really, yeah, there was a lot of combat, but it was really about this creepy story and and meeting these weird characters and understanding the the, um, ideas behind an author and what it takes to create stories. Yeah. And then mixing those two worlds, essentially, of like what's real, what's fantasy, what's a book, what's written, and what's real. It's like two worlds. Which, again, is very Twin Peaks. In Twin Peaks, there's like the, the dark lodge. There's like another reality. There's the you know the waiting room. There's all these different things sure. that exist outside of reality. So I think that you know they played around with that a lot in the first game, including a diner and everything. And this second game does the same thing. A lot of nods to Lynch. A lot of nods to, because I'm such a freak for Lynch. Uh, season three, actually, of Twin Peaks. There's some really chaotic stuff that happens in there and that's in this game too. So he's wearing his, uh, they're all wearing their, uh, what's it called, inspirations on their sleeve. Sure, sure, Um, sure. I said Sam, I was thinking about Sam when I said he. Uh, Sam Lake, right, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Uh, who's been in like so much press right now talking about the game. And by the way, he's in the game.
0: Uh, He's always in the game. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: think he was in the first one. It's like, um, you know, a character. So what is this game? Okay, it's more of the same, yes, it's more of Alan Wake, but it's totally something different. Um, how do I say it? So in well, the let's, beginning... So let's, let's compare it to that. So the first Island Wake, that was like on 360, right? Was it? Yeah, I guess I so. I think it
0: was 360. And that was like kind of like a nice... Well, behind the back, kind of third person. You went through this town, scary town. There was lots of weird psychedelic stuff happening. You're exploring, collecting books, uh, pages of your book, uh, dream world sequences. But then also the main hook, you did, what you did a lot was you used light. You used your flashlight to... Right. Attack monsters, and once you used the, your flashlight to strip the darkness away from them, you could shoot them. And there was tons of that. So that was about like the that was the story of of what Alan Wake was. So it's been a minute, uh, been uh, several minutes. What is Alan Wake two, and how is it
1: different in terms of gameplay? So the number one thing is the fact that you play as two characters. So you are at times Alan Wake, but you start this game, which totally surprised me, as a woman named Saga Anderson, and she's an FBI uh, profiler agent and she's working with her partner, Alex, and they, you know, again, feels like Twin Peaks, arriving somewhere about a murder and trying to figure out what happened. And so you're uh-huh. literally third person, again, a little closer to the back this time. The graphics are fucking out of this world, like mm-hmm. special, like really good. Um, I called it a, like a system seller, actually, uh, almost more than like other games like Spider-Man. It's, it's, it just, it's more nuanced and artful, than like a spider-man game you know it's like okay. every single scene and kind of vibe is intentioned i think it's just it's a it's a display of art i think but anyway so you play a saga and you're trying to like figure out what happened in this town you get to the town it feels like twin peaks in that way but like i told you in text most of the beginning of the game they do those chapters you know big like words and chapter one or whatever oh yeah that
0: was a big theme from, from control the hell and wake yeah yeah and control and
1: control yeah um and you know, there's definitely control connections, by the way, as well in this game. Made by the same developer, same yeah. universe. Remedy and stuff like that. So um, the whole beginning of the game, maybe an hour or something, maybe even longer, was just a detective game. Um, with, with the FBI agent. With the FBI agent trying to figure things out. And so what you do is you go to a place in your mind, which is a room, like it's a physical room, but she kind of like, it's supposed to be in her mind. And then you go into this room, and you have a case board and you have like those little, you know, those pieces of red yarn and stuff like that. And you're trying to figure oh, out yeah, like you're, how things yeah, are yeah. done. Yeah. sure. But it's all d- also done similar to what you said earlier about other games like Dave the Diver. It's just done effortlessly. Like I'm not confused at all. Like I know exactly where to put the picture. You kind of like have to figure out where to put it. But once you do, it fills in on the rest. It's just done like seamlessly. Right. Okay. So I'm doing that to just basically like figure out what, what's going on in this, in this town and what's going on with his death. So that's like a huge chunk of the game. And by the way, it jumps back and forth. So this game, they call it a survival game. It's not just a straight, like Alan Wake was mainly shooting things uh, and, you know, dodging and whatever. Yeah. A lot of combat, but for the most chunk of this game, and especially a saga, you're just like figuring shit out. Okay. Then you get to Alan Wake, not a spoiler, but at some point he's in this game. I would assume so. Yes. Yeah. And his first part is also not shooting. Right, like there's, it happens off and on, uh, with both characters. You're gonna have to do this kind of like light thing a little bit again, like the first game, some shooting, but that's not the focus of this game. This is a story. It's done masterfully. The graphics are fucking phenomenal, and it's really about a mood. This game is Alan Wake, the mood, you know. (laughs) And you go in and art art style. When you finally play this, Brad, you're gonna see, you know, they're overlaying like live action stuff. They're doing real um, like uh, superimposed things. The bits I've seen have been absolutely wild. My brain doesn't even know what to do with them. I don't even know what to do with them. And it's perfect for Halloween. I don't people are listening to this, they might, it might already be Halloween, but it's just this perfect kind of vibe, weird. There's some gross stuff, but it's not really like focusing on that. And I don't want to say anything about the story because there's obviously supernatural shit going on. Um, But the other key component is that the live-action stuff is heavy in this game. I, I think it was a little bit in American Nightmare. I think it was very little bit in uh, the actual original game, like on TVs and stuff. But what happens is, and this is a minor spoiler for you and all our listeners, but i got to talk about it.
0: Okay, so everybody that doesn't want to be spoiled, jump Don't in a couple spoil. minutes here. It's a
1: minor spoiler, but I think it's important. It'll make you want to play the game. But w- at some point when you're Alan Wake, not telling you how or why, you're in a TV studio and you're on a late-night show for some reason, and you don't know why, but you're a third-person character, like a video game character, and then at some point when you go on to the stage, it cuts to live action, and then you're watching it. Now, you and I play every live-action game ever. Oh, sure. This is how you fucking do it, people, all right? Everybody watching... Now, I know it's not the same kind of game. It's not choices and stuff like that, but the production value, the acting, the weirdness of it. Like, Like, they talk about they go right into their vibe at all times it's never like i think we're trying to do this and you're not like questioning where they're at you know their style you know you know the characters it's just fucking cool man when i was watching the live action happen and it was a huge chunk of the game i wasn't annoyed i wasn't like this is corny i was like this is making me more invested and it feels like a twilight zone and it's confusing and what should I be believing You know that I'm seeing? Yeah, yeah, And then it will jump back to Saga and her story with her daughter, which is a whole other story. And graphics are insane and now it's a horror game and she's running from this monster in the woods. This game is a masterwork, okay? I don't know what the fuck this is, um, but I'm just shocked by it. Because I thought Alan Wake was pretty fun and I love Twin Peaks. We both had problems with control at times, I think. Uh, we liked it a lot, right? But
0: I liked it a lot. I did have some problems, but overall, I liked it a lot more than Alan Wake for sure. But, okay, I, but yeah, yeah.
1: Well, then, yeah, this is like the kind of culmination, I think, of like everything they've worked on, in my opinion. Okay. Um, no, I don't think it's in my opinion. It just is. It's just, <laughs> it's just a work of art. Like anybody could be, you, you could bounce by the style of the game or all that stuff, but you cannot deny that this is a. It's a it's a artwork. It's like um, it's David Lynch's season three or something. It's it's really special. Huh.
0: all right. Well, that sounds pretty incredible. Um, What I've seen has looked pretty incredible. And I honestly, I think Remedy has been on the upswing lately. I I was not a fan of Remedy's earlier games, but I, I started to get on board with Alan Wake. It wasn't quite there for me, but I liked it. Uh, I was really on board for Remedy, even the, or not Remedy, but uh, Control, yeah. even though you and I had some problems with it. Um, and now, I, I don't know, it seems like another step up perhaps.
1: Well, and then this is, it is, it's it's the final step up. I mean, like until they make another game, it's just a, a quintessential Remedy and their best, I think, they think they've ever done. In Control, there was a DLC called AWE, which is about yes. Aeon Wake. Um, and that kind of alluded to it. The fact that they bring that Control World into this game um is really cool and again a, a difficult task to do the fact that they mix live action so perfectly and another character a woman who you really care about like immediately by the way all the uh, facial animations and everything is like insane looks like yeah. super realistic yeah. um so yeah i just think it's special and um i don't want it to end i'm kind of going slow uh but the only kind i'll say is the thing that i have with control is at the end of control i thought it got too difficult and I just cared about the world and I just wanted yeah. to enjoy it. So I have already had one boss that, you know, it's a temporary boss, just a moment in a story, but it was it was a, a difficult character you had to like kill four times or something. And I died a few too many times in a row. So I bumped it down to story. Because mm, okay. that's what this is, okay? This is a fucking cool ass story.
0: Well, and and so what? Who cares? So what? That's what I'm saying. So what? Yeah, exactly. I like, don't even you, dude. I'm think I'm with you. Yeah. I
1: think this is my only con. I think the whole game should have just been story. Like, yeah. there's nothing. There's no purpose for me to be good at fighting a boss in this kind of game. I think this game is special and a cool story, and I want to know about it. But I do not want to, you know, get good at, at shooting a boss.
0: Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the
1: only thing they fucked up. But as long as you bump it down to story, you're back to what I think this well, game
0: is. And, and th- you know, this just kind of gets back to an argument or a discussion that we've had on the show a million times where it's just like there's more to games than just your reflexes and getting good at shooting. I mean, there's like like you said, like the story, the mood, the vibe, the themes, the ideas, uh, the visuals. I mean, there's like a million things to like about games that don't have anything to do with your twitch muscles and shooting shit. And like if you like a game, but you're not good at the combat or you just choose not to fully lean into the combat who fucking cares like yeah no you know no one tells you how to eat your burger you eat the burger however you want so play your game however you want and if there's a story mode you bump it down so what just enjoy the game for what it is go on that ride man yeah with you
1: and two uh i think even sam like it said it like you know this is a uh, survival horror right that's what this game is it's not like an actiony game yeah Uh, it's just that it becomes jarring when there there was a boss for me you know and i was like right well that doesn't fit the vibe of the detective game you know yeah Um, yeah. but i think for the most part they've done it like i don't i'm not worried too much but here and there but man it's just that's it that's all i can say it's special all right let's put a pin in
0: it i'm sure i'll talk about it at some point you will probably talk about it again i'm sure yeah 100
1: percent.
0: so that's all the games we have for the main portion of the show that was a lot of stuff to talk about now carlos i know we don't usually do this but i'm looking at the clock um, if it's okay with you, maybe we can just put a pin in the stuff that we were going to talk about the the non game, TV movie stuff. We're almost at two and a half hours, and I yep. do have some other stuff to do. Let's just. I'm gonna say, say two stuff.
1: things. Can I say two things? Say them real quick. Bodies on Netflix. Yes. Which I'm watching, and then playing Alan Wake Two. It's a perfect fit. And Finley, a horror comedy, which I told you about. I don't think you watched yet.
0: Not yet, but I will. It's, it's on YouTube. Go check it, it out.
1: Yeah. Okay, That's I'm it. gonna
0: save the rest of the stuff for next week, you folks. You're not gonna miss anything, but I do have some other real life responsibilities to get to. And we That's had a good. shitload of we games a long to about here. So let's just cut to the chase. Folks, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate you being here. Um, leave a review if you'd like. Oh, share us on social media. Most important of all, please recommend us to your friends. As always, we want your questions and your comments. Hit us up, at gmail.com. You can uh, hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Glitch to the ground on TikTok and YouTube. All right. As for me, it's on uh, Blue Sky. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's my name, B R A D G A L L A W A Y. All A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 360. Thank you again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week.
1: We'll see you next week.